0: James, my husband, my poor, lovely husband, I love you. We have
1: some unfinished
0: business. I'm <laughs> an awkward, fumbling idiot most of the time. Yeah. I want to be more slutty. Yeah, okay. If any girl has a pole, they automatically feel sexy. I want one in my bedroom.
1: <laughs>
0: it gets me so excited for the guy I marry.
1: but it changes everything. The waves crash and the wind howls. Magic, unspoken and ageless, ignited like a candle in the darkness. Magic only two souls know when a third is miraculously created. I managed to knock myself out. We're going to have a baby! Yeah! Tell you! This is so exciting. We are going to have a baby!
2: If I die, you're never allowed to remarry ever. I'm the only (laughs) woman that you can ever be with. Give me a break! We're in a boat! We're having a break!
1: We dedicate this episode to our newest Puffwainian, Lee Russell. Lee was born to Jen and James this past Monday. We're so happy he's here. I'd like to say a few words. Please, let us bow our heads. Lee, May your door handle always break off from your car as you chase it across that field. May you always have enough dairy products as the firemen lift you from your flooded home. Be sure, be very sure... Always to watch out for stickers in the backyard, little people at Walmart, and when you go to the hospital, always ask in advance what pills you're taking before you consume them. May you inherit your mother's gifts as a storyteller and your father's immune system. Know that you're very, very, very loved, and most importantly, know that Uncle Ryan and Auntie Danielle mailed you a drum set.
3: Warning, in this fic, Harry and Ron are fascinated by boobs, so we talk about them a lot. If you like boobs, you're gonna love this.
1: Holy crap, this is so exciting! Previously
4: on Perfect
1: Weekly. And welcome back to Perfect Weekly, this is Ryan. I enjoy (laughs) long walks on the beach!
0: Hello, I'm Jen. I'm Jen. (laughs) My name is Jen.
3: I didn't want
2: to tell you, but I wrote a smut about you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, like, feeling very
5: (sighs) distressed. Lady Chi here. (laughs) She is the queen of the fairies. I am not made of stone. I have cats that I am throwing away. Anna is in the house. I'm a hat rack. I'm Keza. Hello. We all use the shower to wash ourselves. (laughs)
6: I'm PS. I don't know where I (laughs) saw the food came from, but I never thought that there were still farms. It's him. It's him.
7: Mike. Mike, you never say, I'm Mike. You're going to invest invest in Canadian or Russian shipping. All of the ice is going to melt in Northern Canada, and it's going to open up new shipping lanes.
1: If Northern Canada melts, would that not flood the world and kill us all?
0: are really stupid people. Like, I have a lot to learn from these people. Boys and <laughs> girls,
1: there's a thing called erectile dysfunction. Oh,
4: my God.
7: Yeah, but there's also a thing called patrificus totalis. So- right.
1: Perfect weekly, not only entertaining, but educational as well. <laughs> Who wants to see Hermione as
7: a trial lawyer?
4: As a tribal warrior?
7: <laughs> I was born without wisdom teeth because I'm a higher state of human development. Hold on.
1: You are the future of mankind.
6: I've been here the whole time, but I can't remember what was just said. <laughs> oh,
1: Vicodin. I love Allies. the fact that you She's Australian. The art.
6: This is so big
5: moment, and you're mocking my accent. I'm very,
3: very
1: allergic
3: to cats, and my mother-in-law <laughs> is evil, and she knows this,
5: and
1: she got a damn cat. How many virgins can successfully ravage anybody? Harry Potter! Come on! He's a skinny, <laughs> awkward kid who we think has EDs. No, 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 we don't think that! You think Poor Bernard was struck and killed by a bolt of lightning. Okay, you guys are the ones who obviously laugh during people's funerals. I wore a really big hat.
6: Why is it always me? Why is it never Chi? You never talked about cheese breasts.
1: He has his breasts are a fixer of Perfect Weekly. I be Harry Ginny.
5: I write Harry Ginny. I raid Harry Ginny. Slaven Harry, not really my thing.
1: Putting aside the question of sexual orientation.
6: On Saturday, September 13th, at 1121 p.m., I fell so madly in love, you won't even believe it, with Harry I, Ginny.
2: I think I just peed my pants.
6: Please say that again. I felt something click inside of me, and the second half of my life began. She really does love them.
7: I got into a fight with a pit bull. Or I was hitting it over the head with a lawnmower once, and it ripped my pants off. See, you're in <laughs> your underwear, whacking
1: dogs with
0: <laughs> a lawnmower. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Oh, Come here, I'm so sorry. Come here. <laughs> I just, I just kicked my dog in the head. I peeled my
5: whole fingernail off once when I was a child.
0: First, have ever learned what an erection was. Seriously, I remember this very distinctly.
1: This
7: is like the Manhattan
1: Project. Harry is both a spy and a department head. George shot Justin a significant glance. From well, a memory charm and everyone in the room.
0: Shalom, you have reached poofwa's resident Jew. She has like a whole sound also, <laughs> system. I don't have a sound system.
3: <laughs> she sounds a little aggravated. Are you a little creaky? God, If you ever, ever, ever make me cover a story with butt sex babies, I will kill you.
1: Neither can live while the other survives.
7: What does that mean? How does that mean? What is to kill the other?
1: And Jen's like, yeah, I like looking at female
2: butts
7: more, too.
0: So what? Women are beautiful. Doesn't make me gay. You thought Jen got look
7: pregnant look- on a boat? I've realized in this podcast that Ryan just lies to me nonstop.
1: And now, what if For Friday,
3: January 30th, 2009, this is episode 68 of Potterfic
1: Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. Oh, will there ever be again a podcast quite like this? One that brought us together and Started its own forum list Where the hosts are all our friends All the stories told by Jan Will it drive Ryan round the bend Part of it we clean. Where the story never ends.
6: Mm. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Potterfit I'm Pia. I'm Jen, too. I'm Kizza.
3: Mike. And I'm Melinda.
6: And we are starting tonight our series on The Book of Morgan Le Fay by Lavender Brown. We're doing chapters 1 through 21 tonight. We are.
5: We dun, are.
3: Da,
6: <laughs> is this a member pick? Who picked yeah, pick? no. This
5: is Ryan's Ryan. I think, pick. picked this one. Ryan. Oh, so it's Ryan's pick. And he's not here. Right. <laughs> That means we no, get to tear he, it apart. We gave him a pass because it's Danielle's birthday and he's playing Wii Golf, I think. Is he playing Wii? Golf? Oh, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> he's it's doing? our hero. That's what he claims. But that's what he claims he's
6: doing. <laughs> I hear Ryan.
5: I
3: hear Ryan, too. He's yelling something about I Danielle. He
5: was saying something about Danielle. getting whacked on the head. <laughs>
6: I wanted something for this. It would be really
5: awkward
2: if we heard him playing something else. (laughs) Yes. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Which is actually a pretty good segue for this whole entire series because the whole thing is just nothing but.
5: Ron's hormones! I swear, there's nothing else in this pic but Ron's hormones. Yeah, Ron Ron is a bit.
3: um, He wants to play weak. With
7: Hermione, <laughs> <laughs> and he's pretty clueless in the beginning. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. The first one with Ron, I loved his typical boy—how he couldn't, his eyes couldn't focus anywhere but on Hermione when she first got there. But his reaction of you know that he that Hermione's a girl. All of a sudden, he seems thoroughly aware that Hermione's a girl. But I don't think—I think Ron always was the one that was aware she was a girl. Yeah, I think I most of that. his problems come from the fact that he knows she's a girl and doesn't know what to do about it.
7: <laughs> Harry doesn't know she- <laughs> uh, yeah, Harry
3: doesn't have to care either. He just R- Ron is, I think, very aware of it from very early on. So he just doesn't quite know what to do about the fact that he's very aware she's a girl.
2: Well, and then also, but she, when she comes in, when she makes her, you know, entrance from stage left, she's not just a girl. She's like some
3: leggy, tanned, sleek goddess thing. I know she's not. Oh, she's mom. suddenly beautiful, and her bushy hair is gone. And I never, I mean, a million fix do this, but I never understand, especially ones that are from like a like a checkmated site that he love Hermione so much but then they change her. I don't I don't quite you know, get I it. I never
6: I I hate that too cuz it seems like I mean I was surprised when it was in this one cuz usually it's in bad I mean usually it's in Vic where Hermione winds up really out of character and it's often not even Ron Hermione. You know it's usually like Draco Hermione. So I was well, kind of surprised. She
2: doesn't keep it up for long. She does get back to the bushy hair. Yeah, uh, eventually.
6: I liked the bit where
5: Hermione actually realizes she, she knows she's not being herself with all this bikini, tan, sleek hair stuff. Because at first I was eye-rolling. I'm just like, oh, do I have to read another super hot chick Hermione fic because I don't think they're very realistic. She if, it, if you
3: think of Hermione as Emma Watson then Hermione as a hot chick in a bikini works. Yeah, so Hermione in my head from the books I always tend to think like she might even be a little pudgy. That's just the image I have in my head of Hermione.
5: Yeah. Not perfect
3: body teenager.
5: Nah, that makes her seem like she's from the Sweet Valley High novel. <laughs> yeah, I just
2: I never really saw Hermione as being, I always thought that she was probably pretty but not in a classic. Sense of pretty, and that she was probably very plain, and probably you know could melt into the woodwork if people didn't really know who she was. Well, I don't she, see her being you know the center of attention of a room. She used to have that, those big teeth.
7: I think a lot of it's based off of Year Four, of which she, you know she dresses up for the ball. I mean, leaving aside the really bad stuff, I think that's probably where a lot where this Hermione comes from, and where a lot of the Hermonies, which wind up good looking where they all step from.
5: How good she looked at the Yobo. Ball?
7: Yeah, that you know, like she's straight. I mean, again, she's treating. Yeah, her. but head. even
5: she said
3: it, it. just took too much time to do her hair that way. Yeah. The you yeah. Know, just she showed herself that that just wasn't her.
7: Yeah. Yeah. That's why I like
5: the part of the fic where she realizes that she's not herself. Because I was like, well, that makes it more treated character. Because I don't see Hermione strutting around, you know, in a tiny black bikini, and you know, I, I saw, I saw, I have this image of her, um, like you know, when they do those commercials where the guy notices the chick on the beach, and she's, you know, they have that rawr, rawr, music, you know. <laughs> (laughs) they pan slowly up these long tanned legs and she's wearing heels you know on the sand which is kind of bizarre but you know she gets away with it (laughs) because she's the chick you know I had these images of you know like a car ad or chocolate or wine or something you know ad where they you know got that sultry music and this you know equally hot guy is like eyeing her off and stuff (laughs) and
6: I'm like that is just not
5: Hermione
6: I had had Emma Watson like I couldn't get my image of Hermione in my head during the beginning of this I had
3: had to put Emma Watson in there too. Exactly, P.S.
7: Well, besides from looks, I guess she doesn't seem, maybe part of this is it's written before year six, and we don't know how, she, and when this story was written, we don't know how she reacts, what happens at the ministry, but she doesn't seem as strong and individual, if that's the way to put it, in this, as she doesn't can, in the sense that, you know, she's breaking down crying a couple of times, and she gets to fights with Ron and she, you know, she's Draco elbows her, but she kind of like caves and I don't know. I don't know if she cries or she just kind of like, turns I got away. the
6: impression that it got to her. Like, especially the part where Draco elbows her, I got to the part where it's because it hurt,
7: you know? But, yeah. Well, may, maybe that was pain, but then, but I guess mostly she doesn't seem as much of like, um, I, I don't even know how to describe it, but it, I guess in the books, I almost see her in some ways as like a younger Minerva that she's very much always in control of herself and very much
3: no, because she cries through most of deathly hollows. Well, I guess. I, I don't well.
6: know. I mean, the thing is, I think, I think we're not used to seeing shell shocked Hermione. I think it's something that a lot of fanfic writers assume is that it doesn't get to Hermione.
7: That and could be it. In
6: this, it does, and I don't know that that's like any less legitimate than the other interpretations. Uh, Yeah,
3: no, coming out of the ministry.
6: It does show up in canon to an extent, so.
3: But even coming out of the ministry, I mean, this is, this was written, you know, nobody knew what effect any of those wounds were going to have on either Ron or Hermione or any of them. So it's a legitimate way to, you know, this, it could have happened that there weren't, wounds could have been more serious. They just, you know, they were kind of glossed over, I think, in canon that, that they were really not all that much at all but this is it. what if they had been you know what if they were yeah. worse
7: than I did like that Ron was traumatized from his uh whatever the, the tentacles on his arm. yeah,
3: yeah. But he was I having mem- that- memories of why other people
5: know
6: why that vanished it's just gone. Like,
3: he yeah, was having all the n- n- anywhere?
6: Yeah, I was uh, Yeah, When and I and first I'm like, read this, when I first started reading it, I thought this was going to turn out to be like a seer Ron pick. Like, I thought he was going to make a profit. Yeah.
5: Like, that the brains were going to have changed him and given him this, like, new superpower or something, is what I thought. That he'd suddenly have, like, well, you know, vision. I mean, we've only
3: read the first 21 chapters, so just hang on with that.
6: Okay. do wanna, in your
3: head and hang on with them.
6: Yeah, I do want to, first, I just kind of want to take a poll and see who has finished it. I have. The whole, the whole story. Not me.
5: Not
7: me.
6: I've read past where we are now, but not far. I'm on like I read, 28.
5: I read the 21
3: chapters for tonight, but I've already read some of the, cause I read the sequel a long time ago. And so I read some of the end of this one already. So I do know how it ends.
6: Yeah, I, I was just wondering, oh. just cause I-, I, just skipped a
3: bit of the middle.
2: Yeah. I was going to say that, that, um, Lavender Brown foreshadows, you know, in these first few chapters about Hermione's injuries from the ministry. And then she just kind of drops it. And I kept expecting it to show up or to have some other explanation or how it would affect the story somehow. And I think part of me was disappointed because she talked about it. And then, you know, she was, you know, really having trouble while she was at the borough And then all of a sudden they go to school and she's no longer having trouble anymore. And there wasn't any explanation for, you know, how she was healed or, you know, if it was just time
3: or. Yeah, it did just kind of go away. Yeah. But hey, then maybe, hey, maybe it could have, you know, maybe it was just the wounds took longer to heal. That, you know, like at the end of Canon, they weren't healed. It took a while over the summer for everything to completely go away. That could happen too. True. Yeah, yeah, cause she blood me more than the wounds was the all of a sudden Hermione being able to play Quidditch. Uh, I was just Yeah. yeah. Hermione but that God,
5: happened you know? in canon. But that happened in canon at the beginning of Half Blood Prince, book six. They yeah, but She, she played really badly. Yeah,
3: they kept talking about how it was, it, it made sense for her to be paired with Hermione because she was so terrible. Uh, so it oh, yeah, kind of okay. counterbalanced Harry against Ron and Ginny.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair enough.
7: <laughs> but you know what? what's interesting to me is I, I don't know if anyone else felt this way but if you ask my favorite character from the first 21 chapters it's actually Harry for me because I, I don't know I really like seeing Harry from Ron's perspective I just find it endlessly fascinating
3: I, I like that very much too. I, I, I like this is, that too I think is one of the only fics that I've read that it's Ron's point of view and I find it really interesting because well because Harry is my favorite so I like seeing him from somebody else's point of view, but I think it's a really tough way to write because it's it's Voldemort's story. I mean, they're, they're still telling Voldemort's story, which is really Harry's story, so no matter how much you, you cut it, Ron is still the sidekick. What I, I, I like, think, this
5: author has got something that a lot of fanfic authors I think miss, is I think Harry is incredibly witty um, when he's written in canon, and a lot of fanfic authors miss Harry being witty and funny. They just don't give him the funny lines or anything, and I think that this author has got it correctly. I know, yeah.
6: um, I, I love Harry
5: says that. the funny lines and stuff just just like Canon Harry does. So I really liked that about it. The thing
6: I say is surprised me about the Ron POV, like what was in like a thought that Ron had that surprised me was he keeps thinking. This is probably more when they get back to school, but it's about the Ron POV. So I'll just skip ahead where he says he um does he keeps wishing that Harry would shut up and not like yell at the teachers or get mad, and that kind of surprised me because it seems like I felt usually you say that. that Ron is using egging him
7: on where did you say
3: that i don't remember him wishing harry would shut i remember him yeah. wanting to be him to be quiet in snape's yeah. class but not because he was just because he didn't want harry to get kicked out of the
7: class because it looked yeah. like snape was ready to throw him out yeah that's what i remember too maybe yeah, i that's just interpreted
4: how- it
6: differently i felt like he was um he did it a couple times i think he did it when they were in dumbledore's office too once he he wished he wouldn't lose his temper
7: I, I, I guess, like, when he w- my interpretation was, thinking especially, like, the Snape situation, it, it wasn't that he, he didn't want Harry to lose his temper because it, like, annoyed him or it upset him, but that like, he was hope hoping- he didn't want Harry to get in trouble, sort of like—
6: Okay, maybe that's careful. it, because, like, just the 1st number, time—I guess the way I read it made it sound like Ron was being—Ron, it seemed like something Hermione would think, like, oh, Harry, don't get mad, don't yell at the teacher, you know, like, that just seemed to me, like— I wasn't sure if it was Hermione running, rubbing off on Ron but I guess maybe it's what Mike No,
2: heard. I took it very much that this whole series this whole story I thought Ron was done really well because he did come off as being being concerned for Harry's welfare and you know being the loyal friend and and which is really what his role was in canon but I think that we really got it from his point of view how much he cared about Harry And how he, you know, felt his role in that relationship was because a lot of times I think if I people don't write him being as possessive, not possessive, that's the wrong word, protective as of Harry, like as he would be of Jenny. And he right. really was
6: protective. Yeah,
3: of I think Harry. He, I think that that's very much Ron too. I do think he's protective of Harry.
6: I also yeah. like that there was a, a couple times where he um, <laughs> admitted that he wasn't jealous of Harry anymore, and he acknowledged that he would have been jealous of Harry like two years ago in the in like the Goblet of Fire storyline.
7: Yeah, I was expecting more jealousy of Harry. There's, there's a couple of moments early on where he's There were a of couple
3: Frank. of twinges when Hermione was being very attentive to Harry that Ron had a few, but he, he dealt with them. I thought those were actually yeah. good, especially considering the way canon went. I thought that was yeah. very good. Yeah.
7: He was better than a canon. <laughs> in I, uh, soon.
3: one of the
2: things in these early chapters that I really liked that she also carried, she, she starts up here in these first few chapters and it's something that she carries throughout the entire series is Hermione's love of Shakespeare. And yeah. uh, and Ron's running gag of of calling him Shakespeare, even though he knows that it's Shakespeare. After a while, and you know Hermione's trying to get the boys to understand why Romeo and Juliet is such a tragic play, and you know, and they she, she makes them promise not to to laugh. If she says the famous scene, and then they promise and then they laugh. That not of course, gonna- <laughs> they laugh. They're teenage boys. And then they and then they laugh at her. But going up to chapter twenty-one, we obviously don't see the end. But you know, I think that this this Shakespeare commentary it kind of shows Ron's growth through the story because when he we start this, he's like, "Oh, who Shakespeare?" And uh, and Hermione's all frazzled that he wouldn't know who Shakespeare is, but by the time we get to the towards the end of the story, he becomes more, I don't want to say cultured, but he's more aware. And you'll see that as you go through the story, I think it's it's a, a good gauge or level for how much Ron is maturing during this year at school. And since none of y'all have read all the way through it, you won't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs>
6: I'm kind of I'm thinking, thinking, I didn't think he yeah, no, I'm I'm sure that much. My <laughs> no. thing was, I am, I mean, this is completely, like, my thing. It's just, I don't generally by Hermione being into being really into literature. Hermione strikes me as someone who reads nonfiction because it's useful knowledge. I just never bought the Hermione who read poems and novels and Shakespeare and things. So it kind of I,
7: just... I don't see her reading novels, a- but I can see her reading Shakespeare. Like I can see her reading things that are like... Because Shakespeare is more than... It's, it's a classic. Not, yeah, it's yeah. not just a novel. It's kind of like... <clears throat> a foundation in edu- of like literary education kind of thing
3: and and she is a muggle so her having some like a lot of times when there's muggle like music or books or or anything that's Referenced a lot in these stories, it usually really bugs me. But because Hermione is a muggle, it makes sense that she's been exposed to that. So it doesn't bother me as much from her.
6: It it didn't bug me because it was a muggle. It just, I mean, I'll give you that Shakespeare is kind of like transcendent from the literature kind of thing. Plus, her name comes from Shakespeare. So probably her parents gave her Shakespeare.
2: I just see, you know, Shakespeare as being, you know, it's, I mean, when you study it, you have to, it's analytical and you know, just the language and the vocabulary. For some reason, you know, I couldn't see, you know, Hermione carrying around a Patricia Cornwell novel or, you know, but I can see her carrying around a book of sonnets or, you know, uh, one of the plays.
6: Shakespeare is probably, I can buy that with your explanation. But, like, for example, I don't buy Hermione being into Jane Austen, which I know is a popular thing. Do you think think it's
5: more believable to have Hermione into, um, Shakespeare and Jane Austen, et cetera, sort of classic British literature or, um, Mills and Boone's romances.
6: <laughs> I would, I <laughs> would rather, I, th- I would think I would buy the classics more than the other stuff. Because, but... because I've been reading a fic
5: lately that talks about, um, Ginny and Hermione having this stash of these, you know, romance paperback novels and I just can't buy it. I yeah. just like. No, I think I, I can I think it. if J. she does yeah. like them, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I could. I think that
2: if she did like them, they would be so well hidden, and she would yeah. never, ever, ever admit to reading them. You know, it would be like a guy pulling out a you know a girly magazine that be something that she probably
7: she would read. Hide. And- yeah, yeah. I You'll- can actually, I can see her liking them, but I, I, I agree with Melinda. It'd be kind of like a secret guilty pleasure kind of. Thing. And
3: Hermione is smart enough to know that Ron and Harry aren't going to get into it. That's just not. Yeah. Although she's never gets that they're not going to read History of Magic either. I mean, Hogwarts is <laughs> <of> History, <laughs> so uh, or even you know, History you know. of Magic too. You know. Uh, you know what else is interesting? How did next? Harry pass the History of Magic exam? Speaking of, you, how did anyone pass the History of the Magic exam? He passed out. Before he even had answered a couple questions on that yeah, exam,
6: so that, that that drove me nuts when I saw the owl score. I'm like,
0: yes. either like wait a minute, it must
6: be you know what I think, Melinda. Everything everybody else. So, bombed it so much, there must be some hell of a curve. <laughs> he may, maybe he answered two questions right. Yeah, so but even passed. if everybody
3: bombed, with the law of averages, if you answer every question, you're going to get a, a few right. He, he it, well, he was on what the second one when he passed out. It is not possible. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but you know what? That our scores for me, our scores for me are like. Um, <laughs> Prophecies or sorting of cat songs for a lot of people. I just skimmed right over. I didn't even know he passed <laughs> Well, I don't know anything.
3: Just the history of magic one just, just popped right out at me like,
6: That's ah, because I, w- I, I, I usually skip them too, but for uh, some reason I, I check history of magic. You know, I checked it to see if like, they uh, were, if, cause it, it tells you whether the, whether the author is thinking or if they're just like writing random letters in the subjects or if they but, actually thought, well, hey, Harry passed out during the exam. I don't think he's going to pass.
7: Doesn't
5: What about astronomy? Did anyone pass astronomy?
7: That one I can see them giving a Because they didn't finish that one. Yeah, I, I no can see because
5: astronomy
3: cause was, was disrupted by, by something. I can see that, yeah, I you know, them that taking that into consideration or something.
5: Yeah, so I never pay imply, attention
7: to us. How serious was Harry when he was implying that Minerva influenced his scores a bit. Because he doesn't even imply that, that he got, that, th- that those scores were influenced, especially, particularly he's referring to his potion score, but...
0: Yeah. Um,
3: and, and it's, it's It was, a, at that point, I think that was a possibility. I mean, she said she'd do anything to help him, so...
7: giving like You know, like, oh, why you know, someone, the Dumbledore going, Yeah, but oh, History
3: of Magic oh. wouldn't have anything to do with him becoming an Auror.
7: Yeah, he could. He could.
3: And that yeah. was what she said, she'd help him become an Auror. Well,
7: I, I guess I'm, I'm and wondering to have- Dumbledore... You know, like well, he he knows what Harry went through. Like he knows it was a vision from Voldemort kind of thing. And if test scores are being tampered with by someone, you know, if one test score is being tampered with, I have no problem believing a second test score is being tampered with, kind of thing. Mm. Oh, you know, I have to, give have to. absolutely
5: no yeah. thought to our force whatsoever.
7: <laughs> <laughs> and here's another question I had with um, in terms of the muggle references. I thought it was in, not wrong, but I thought it was interesting that it seemed – the impression I got reading this, and I don't know if anyone else did, but that Harry didn't seem to have a lot of muggle knowledge, that he's not – they oh. kept waiting for him to chime up when, like, the Shakespeare or the fascism discussions I are going on I
5: wrote in. a note about that because it really annoyed me. Okay, so they're back on the train, Right. And apparently the some trip took less time. I didn't write very detailed notes. It says the trip took less time, at least according to Hermione. I think it was driving to the station to King's Cross in the ministry car, the brand-new car, according to Hermione. And I'm like, why according to, to Hermione? Is Harry stupid? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, the same thing. that s- picked out. But speaking,
2: speaking of what you just said and the OWL scores, it's like the owl scores made them seem very intelligent. And I'm not saying that Ron and Harry aren't intelligent, but they got all these owls, you know, and, yeah. and Canon. And, you know, they're just not all that, you know, all they're worried about is passing the classes so that they can be orers. Right. You know? they, they, but, the, but,
3: the classes that matter, they, it doesn't really care them very much about the other ones they, where Hermione cares the, about everything.
2: Yeah. And they get these, all these well-rounded, you know, owls and it just it seemed odd because on one hand, you know, they're not supposed to care a whole lot about it. On the other hand, you know, they look like bloody geniuses from
5: their owl scores. But uh and yet, and yet they kinda repeat the Beer. Like that actually annoyed me how long that gag went on. Shake spoo, yeah. shakes boot. I'm just like, okay, three times is funny after that, it makes me want to punch <laughs> the
0: screen.
3: After that you sound like Ellen just G- degenerate, like, right?
5: Yeah. Well with like, the grades
7: uh-uh. I think it depends how you look at it, because if you look at an acceptable as being like average, but that's the first passing grades, so you could look at it like an acceptable as a D, couldn't you? And then like an exceeds is sort of like a B and an outstanding no. is like an...
2: No, I don't think about it that way because I guess I think about it in terms of of being in college that... If you didn't get a C in one of your classes, then you didn't get credit for it.
7: That's not true. You have to have, at least not in my college, you have to have, not that I ever got below a C, but here at least, in most colleges I've been to, and I've worked for a couple, it's yet your average has, like your overall GPA has to stay at C or higher, but you can pass and get credit for classes you get a D in.
2: Now, well, I guess maybe I should back up for my major. You know, you couldn't get less than a C for a major class, a or major, you had to yeah. take it over.
5: Yeah. You know. Oh, but it's completely different to anything I know about. <laughs> I've got, I've, we don't even have season D's, so I'm like, have? I have to get. We got um, if you get, you've got a, a pass level one and a pass level two, and in some courses a pass level two is good enough. If on one assignment, as long as you get the rest higher, but if you all get pass level two, they usually give you a supplementary and. It's all confusing because pass level two is forty-five to forty-nine percent. Pass level one is fifty to 55, 54 and then credit is fifty-five to sixty-four, and then distinction is sixty.
7: That is so no. weird. I, I
5: don't know, but a, 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 then you got credit, distinction, and high distinction. High distinction is above eighty-five plus, and so the GPA is goes on a score of seven. So. I'm trying to get into honors next year so I need a GPA above 5 which is a credit which is average where you should be at credit because I think it's up to 74% I think I think it's 64 to 74 I think the pass yeah. must be the 70, 64. I don't know but so my GPA at the moment is 6, which is a distinction average, which I'm trying okay. to keep it at so that I can get into honors next year. Here See? it's out of 4. <laughs> so it's different everywhere. It's different in different countries and yeah. different. And that's only at my university. Other other universities have different. Um,
7: I think in America, difference. pretty much everywhere in America is out of 4.0, right? Yeah. I've never yeah. heard of a non-4.0 yeah.
5: system. I, I'm, meaning, I'm meaning the um, what, what they call it, whether they call it ABCD, credit oh, distinction okay, yeah. Because um, then when you do honors, you pass with first-class honors or second-class honors, you know. And that's even different. It's not the same scoring. So that's what I'm saying. It, it can be different, um yeah. however.
7: I guess I, was, I could buy an interpretation where, like, unacceptable is kind of like a D, like the lowest passing grade, or whatever term it is in your country or school.
5: Yeah, because I, I always thought of a D as not passing. I would like to c to pass. Yeah. Oh, but see, cause this, my kids have a school system, A, B, C, D, E. They don't uh, have F.
7: And I guess the reason I and, think of And that we too- never had
5: F, we had A, B, C, D, U. You, U was huh? incomplete. Well, we had, yeah, with my <laughs> high
7: school, it was no one ever fails at this high school, you only don't get credit. That was their little saying.
5: I think that's how, I think that's how they did it, cause I got that for PE one year, because I decided that the teacher who was male, and for some reason we were trial our PE class, And I decided that he was just there to ferv on us, so I refused to do aerobics. (laughs) And I got a U.
7: (laughs) The reason I look at it like that is because if they get an acceptable, they can't take the class the following year. They passed it, but they're not allowed to...
5: But that's only Snape's rule, isn't it?
7: No, it's yeah. not, because remember, remember Neville two. tries to take, tran- yeah, he got unacceptable in, in Transfiguration. Yeah, you had to have oh, I- in he had
5: exceed
3: expectation in
7: Transfiguration. So I think. I think there is a minimum uh, of expectation, uh, exceeded expectation to take a new level. I was always how I interpreted. Oh, uh, okay,
5: it. yeah, like like I can't get into honors unless I've got a minimum of a C. But the reality is, I'm gonna like just a right. credit. But the reality is, I need a D average, which is a distinction because they only take about ten honors students a year.
7: So I guess I viewed it as okay, acceptable. You pass. But it's like a deal; like they're not going to let you move on to the advanced. Well, it's
5: a, it's acceptable, so it can't be a fail. That's the meaning of the word.
7: Yeah. <laughs> well, right. Yeah, but it, but it's not like. I'm comparing it to American grades, and that's why the same sort of thing, like it's good enough for credit in a random class, but it's not good enough for you to major in it kind of thing.
5: So hang on, what is it? Because I've never paid attention, right? Because I completely don't know what I'm talking about. Um, a is acceptable, and then it's, is it E? Is the next? It's like yeah. t- yeah. c- the expectation pretent- pretent- and t- and for outstanding. outstanding. You know, You know why that is? Because in England, they have A levels and O levels. And I think that's why she's chosen those words and to use those letters. Because if you do your A-levels, um, you're doing it at a slightly lower level than if you do your O-levels. Your O-levels mm-hmm. are to gain university admission and your A-levels are just to complete high school. Mm. So I think that's why she's used those words and those letters.
7: And I will say for all our incoming college students you should start off tra- aiming for a 4.0 or a perfect grade. <laughs> it's much harder to bring your overall GPA up if you start off weak. I've seen this a hundred times. If you start off weak, it's a lot harder to improve it. Whereas if you start off strong, it's much easier to make up little slips later on. Very That's true. It. There you go.
2: Okay. Well, you also have to keep in mind that as you go through your your schooling, your classes get inherently harder. You get good grades going into the – First few years, you know, once you really get into the, into your major, if you're having a little bit of difficulty, you, you know, have a little bit of slide room.
7: Yeah. Well, I, maybe it's just me, but I always think that in some senses, the first couple of years are harder too, because even though the level of difficulty in your third and fourth year, is a lot higher than the level of difficulty in the first and second year because it's your major and it's something you want to do and you have an interest in that your expertise level is also a lot higher, if you know what I mean. Like if you take – I was talking this with Omni who teaches um, Chemistry 101 and then I would bet you that you have more people failing in a Chemistry 101 class percentage-wise than you do in like a Chemistry 400 class because by the time you get to Chemistry 400, it's only people who love chemistry and who want to be there and have a background. Whereas chemistry one on one, it's all these people who are required to take it for whatever general education requirement.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. I guess maybe because I'm very Ravenclawish, I always I always enjoyed all of those liberal arts, you know, mandatory classes. Mm. I kinda ate them all up. So see, yeah,
7: I, my feeling that. is <laughs> I strongly approve of the idea that you need some sort of of general, like you should be challenging college students in a liberal arts education to try different things and experiment and not pigeonhole them. But my problem with the way most schools, not all, but most schools work the general education requirements. Is that it's not, I, I think you come in, like I, I came into college knowing that maybe there's things out there I don't know that I would enjoy, but I know I don't enjoy French. I know this isn't something I want to do, yet they force you to take, say, a class of French. They force you to take a science, a math. Whereas to me, the way gen ed should work is it should be, this is your major and you have to take X number of classes in different majors, you know, like, and leave it open-ended. Like you take any sign, any, any non-arts class you want. Take any non, you know, take six classes and six different majors of your choices, whichever majors appeal to you, and leave it like that.
6: I, I think you need to provide some guidance. Like, I definitely think everyone should, ha- should be able to speak two languages. Like, I think that's
7: just something. But it doesn't happen. What ends up happening is you have these kids who just struggle through a semester, get a poor grade, and then forget everything they learned and never go back. It's not accomplishing anything to force kids at a college level to take a class they don't want to take and they know they don't want to take going into it.
2: True, but I also think that the required classes, and this is from an adult perspective from someone who's older than you, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I look back at what I learned at college and the required classes as being, I mean, They really prepare you. They round you out because, you know, at some point you're going to have to be able to carry on an intelligent conversation with someone else about French or German or psychology or, you know, the arts or music.
3: I wish there was a way to make, like, at, at the age when I took French early college, I, I didn't care all that much. You know, I did it because I had to do it, but I wish, like knowing now, I wish I had paid more attention than I had because I've got rudimentary friends, so I can get by. I went to France and I made it through, but not enough to really carry on a, a, a good conversation. So I wish there was some way to, and to I was make the you same, realize that.
6: I'm probably not the best person to ask since I'm on my fourth language. But, yeah. <laughs>
3: well,
2: I, I feel the same way because I had four years of Spanish and, you know, I can slog through it and I can understand. But, you know, I wish that I would have paid a lot more attention to it because obviously Spanish is is fast becoming a necessary language here in the United States to know.
7: Well, I guess my feeling is, as someone who completed college, undergraduate college not too long ago, and I, I did well, I had a eight GPA, but I guess if if you ask me, all these required classes I, I take, I couldn't tell you a single thing I learned from them. Like they're just, I, I took them and I did decently in them, and then I discarded it. And my impression is that's what a lot of people do because once you get to the, if you want to, like if you feel like whoever was talking before, Jenna or Linda, that is wonderful, and I agree 100% that there's a lot to take from from learning this stuff. But once you hit 18, 19, 20. You can't force people to like something or to want to learn it, I guess is how I feel.
2: No, I I don't think you have to force them to learn it, but just having the exposure to it.
6: I think there are things that everybody should know, even if they don't want to have to learn it.
2: You know, everybody should know that Da Vinci, you know, painted the Mona Lisa.
7: I guess I'm more concerned – I think it's just different opinions. I, I guess I'm more concerned that they have a wide variety of knowledge and a wide variety of exposure rather than it being specific things. Like I think that there's no
2: – And I think you, that I'm just coming yeah. from a, from an older person in, in the social yeah. social sense that, you know, yeah. after you get out of school and you're having a career, you know, you have to go to Christmas parties and you've got to go to social events and things that you may, you know, not – be doing in your and life little as a things student, that you're
3: not even aware that you learned. All of a sudden, works. little tidbits of things will come back to you. I'll yeah, take works on it, and,
2: and it'll make a difference because you know the difference between sounding like a complete ass in front <laughs> of you know like your husband's colleagues. You know, I just think that those things that they teach you in college for general education is. I appreciate them a lot more now as an older, as an adult than I did when I was being, you know, I had to take them. Because it's just what I think Melinda said is that you just don't realize how many little things you take from those classes. And then, you know, all of a sudden it pops up and you're like, oh, yeah.
7: (laughs) Well, I hope you're right. And I... We'll give
2: you, we'll give you ten or twelve years, and we'll ask you again. <laughs>
3: we'll ask how it goes. Sounds For like now, let's plan. go back to Hogwarts. How about? Yes. <laughs> yes. Hogwarts. <laughs> I want to talk actually... about Eddie Carmichael. Okay. Oh, is Eddie, is Eddie Carmichael that. supposed to be Roger Davies? I, huh? Is Eddie Carmichael supposed to be Roger Davies?
6: I don't know, but Eddie is
7: Carmichael. Actually... Carmichael. Hey.
6: I have a prediction it, about Eddie Carmichael. Eddie Carmichael actually exists, Melinda, for what it's worth.
7: was well, a Mike Carmichael. Yeah, it,
3: it was a name in the thing, but just the way he's written, he—he, he, I, I think maybe Roger Davies actually graduated, or I know they don't graduate at Hogwarts. Oh, I just did what I get so angry when thick writers do. They don't graduate, but they left Hogwarts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
6: I think so. I think Roger is in the twins' year. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but he just he's written very much the way Wasn't Roger was. Wasn't
6: he the head boy in
5: Goblet of Fire, though?
2: Roger Davies?
5: Yeah, I think
7: so. What does he do that makes you say this? I don't remember him at all.
5: Which makes him the year before the twins. Okay, maybe. Sorry. Just trying to get everything straight. Wasn't it Percy Percy, and then Roger Davies? Yeah, that's what I think.
7: What does Roger Davies do in Canada that makes you guys say this? He
3: goes out with all the girls. No, he, 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 no, Harry's, no, not, when Harry's out with Cho, he sees Budger and then he flirted with Cho and... Didn't Harry, Cho go
5: with Budger to the Yule Ball?
3: No, I flirt, flirted. Fleur,
5: that's Fleur. That's Yeah. Did Cho, Cho go? went with
0: Cedric. Cedric,
5: Cedric. Cedric. Yeah. I'm getting so confused. <laughs> but here's my prediction about Eddie Carmichael. I think that he's on Voldemort's side because he's trying to get to Luna's thing that Luna has that Voldemort wants. Yeah,
7: later on, yeah. I think and he's is. on
5: Voldemort's side. And he's worked it out too, and he's trying to get that artifact. Do we know what it is by the end of these 21 chapters? I'm confused. Yeah, the book. Yeah, we do. Yeah, the, we the do. book. Yeah, the book. Okay, okay, I can say it without being spoilery. And I think that he knows, because Ginny knows, and I think that Eddie Carmichael is just like,
7: Eddie was Ginny so glamorous.
3: cool at the end of that when she came out with knowing all that stuff. I just was cheering yeah, well, for Ginny in that scene.
5: I really like Ginny in this fic at first, <laughs> right? Like, oh, Ginny.
3: Uh,
5: at yeah. The I was annoyed because you know how that, they had this um, conversation about number four at the borough with the twins after yeah. Ginny left. And I was just yeah. like, oh, she's going to push Ginny to the side and it's going to really suck. But then just at the, like later on, I don't know, it's about chapter 15 or sort of roundabout there. She's just brilliant. Like when she talks to Ron and everything and tells him to get a clue and yeah, she's, she's just, just really a, a, forceful and is a real character in it. And I was really glad that she hadn't just been shoved off to the side. Mm, she's me. definitely not going
2: to be shoved off to the side, but you're right. She's, I can honestly say that the first 15 or 18 or whatever chapters until we get up to, I think it's chapters 21, 20, 19, 20, 21. It's like there's not really a lot Going
7: on
5: here. No, you know what I did like I did like how Ron didn't like go off about her and Dean. It was just like, oh yeah, she's probably off with Dean somewhere. I don't know know about it. You know, so there wasn't this huge overprotective git of a big brother. She was just sort of there a little bit here and there. You know, you should tell Hermione how you feel about her and just being, you know, friends with them and stuff and then she comes out, bam, at the end of this section we're looking at tonight, and she's just really cool, you know? And there's none of those cliches that just make me roll my eyes. So True. that's really great. Going back to Eddie
2: Carmichael for a second. Oh yeah. I mean, I was immediately <laughs> squicked by this guy, you know, because I just saw every touchy-feely, squirrely, icky guy that I'd ever met, you know, leering <laughs> over Hermione. And I thought the same thing, too. I'm like, something's going on with this guy. You know, he's obviously going to be part you know of the action at the end of the book um and that kind of disappointed me because i thought this is so obvious you know it's so obvious and then i wondered if he might have been a better character if he was a little more subtle than
7: or if he doesn't turn out evil then he'd be a good character being
3: being so pervy disgusting well i don't know because wasn't cormac McClagan kind of like that too and he didn't turn out to be anything more than a typical i don't think he was as bad as
6: eddie no McClellan he wasn't as bad as he was. he was just a jerk, but he wasn't like a pervert, I didn't think. Well, yeah, two, I, just, I mean, I Eddie's- can
2: understand why she wrote Eddie the way that she wrote him in this fic. I just part of me wondered if he wouldn't have been a more effective character if he was just a tad bit more subtle. But then also we're seeing it from Ron's perspective in later yeah. chapters and discussions of the story. We'll understand a little bit more why Ron feels the way that he feels. <laughs> well, he's jealous.
5: Yeah. See, Hedy might not have been as leering as he, Ron actually, you know, because Ron is saying it. So he might not actually be as pervy and disgusting as yeah, Ron thinks. he might. Victor Crumb might have been
3: written this way if it was Ron's point of view, then yeah. too. Yeah, actually, There's think Eddie
5: was, was d- where he's jealous of Harry, like even touching Hermione or standing next to her. You know, <laughs> so I think that Eddie might not be as a sleazeballish as he seems in the fic. You know, if you were to look at it from someone else's perspective. Well, true, and I guess since Ron wants to look at
2: Hermione's breasts and Eddie's looking at Hermione's breasts, then you know, <laughs> the obviously side. it's going to piss him off. Ron on.
3: never stops
7: looking there. Oh. <laughs> I I, guess I, I didn't see any too bad up until I mean like like I could, I, I was putting it down a lot of it to Ron. I didn't think like he came off slightly sleazy, but not unreasonably so, until the Luna thing. And then that was when I was like, Oh wait, what's going on here? There's something, you know, why is he with Luna now? That's kind of like a little especially the age that's a much bigger age gap too. I mean it's a year, that's but it's that's
5: a I think – that he's evil.
7: And he doesn't have these glimmers in his eye. Like, isn't that mentioned a few times now? Because like, they're like will mm-hmm. catch him looking to be like an angry glimmer in his eye or in the language.
2: Yeah. I just, you know, poor Hermione. You know, it's uh, wonder her boobs didn't burn and fall off <laughs> <laughs> from all of the leering going on.
5: <laughs> uh, you know what I thought, though, when Ron finally tweaked? Ron finally tweaked. And he, like, I'm thinking, this is my notes here. I, I was commenting that it was great that Ron wasn't jealous about Harry being the Quidditch captain and I liked that Harry didn't turn it down because I get frustrated in stories where he turns it down. So I'm, I'm along and I'm la, la, la. And I'm like, oh, we get to the ball and they have a fight over the ball. I'm like, oh, this is so cliche. They have a fight over a ball. This has been done, you know. And then I'm just getting frustrated. I was like, do you think Ron is really this thick for this long? I think it's a bit extreme even for Ron. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they, it was drug out
2: quite a bit that surely he's not that clueless, you know, that he was <laughs> falling for Hermione.
3: Sure. I and mean, even Harry. I did like how Harry was aware. I, I hate when some fix will have that Harry's not even at all aware that Ron cares for Hermione, but I like this time that, you know, he's not, he just kind of joked about it, that he, but, but it was very much yeah, okay, time whatever, but I liked that he was written that way.
7: Yeah, I like yeah. that. Except together in canon, too. I- yeah, it does.
3: Yeah, exactly, that's how it happens in and I wrote some notes here about it, but now I can't find them.
7: <laughs> iced tea?
2: Do they Would not you... drink iced tea in Britain? I don't think they
3: do. Well, they might right. in Britain. They don't. Just don't seem to. In. They only just seem to drink pumpkin juice here.
7: I'm sure by the 90s, iced tea must have gotten to Britain, like, you know, like all the other American import stuff.
5: I just don't know how people uh-huh. live their life without iced tea. I don't drink iced tea. You don't? I like iced tea. No. I don't drink tea at all. Well, oh, I don't really <laughs> drink stunts. I, I don't really so. drink hot tea, but
2: I, know, I drink tea. hot and iced tea. Yeah. I no, I, just, I don't drink tea at all. I don't drink any hot beverages. I don't really drink coffee either. So, yeah, but I no, I don't drink coffee.
7: Good for you, Kevin. Huh? Good for
3: you. I don't drink coffee either, Me neither. but I do. Good drink for tea. All of
7: us. Does anyone yeah. here drink coffee? Welcome back to Perfect Weekly. This is Ryan. Are we a coffee-free zone. I no, yes, Must okay. drink coffee.
6: No, I hate no? Coffee. It's
3: Disgusting.
7: Your coffee-free zone. Oh. Why
0: did you think I was oh, drinking coffee? Oh, jeez, Brian! Brian, what's going here? Brian's
7: <laughs> spying on us. <laughs> uh.
0: We gave it.
2: He's we gave a to our Yeah, we gave him the I'm night just, off so uh, that he could date. celebrate oh. Danielle's
3: birthday, and he's, hey, he's on the voice part. I hey, mean, on the
6: text hey, part. Eliza, uh, Why do you think it? I drink coffee? I'm it's just curious. Case. Like, what about me? Makes you <laughs> make? Do you think I drink? Makes you think I drink coffee?
3: Because you're very, I don't know, very structured about everything, it just seems hey. to me coffee seems like a way to. I don't know. I just I would picture you as a coffee drinker.
0: Thank I'll you. Life. Life. Thank you.
5: Yes. I have Wikipedia iced tea. Iced tea is becoming more popular beverage in the UK, not replacing hot tea. In the United States, iced tea is very popular as an alternative to carbonated drinks, especially in the hotter southern states. And, yeah, I mean, um, ice, ice tea, tea is just something try. you drink with dinner or lunch. I
7: only have no, tea when I go to-
5: there. There is no Australia reference, uh, no. Mm. yeah, well, I think it's American. They had it. It says in the UK that that it's not that popular. Ice tea. There you go. There we are. All right, and, oh, and the whole we we glossed over this earlier,
2: but before we move on, I kind of thought the four things were funny. The oh. four oh, things,
3: George. Yeah, I I like that scene
5: too. <laughs> I like. Um, the conversation they left genie out of. Yeah. yeah. But Ryan, yeah, uh, to... Ryan
3: uh, it struck me as funny how clueless Ron and Harry were about the whole thing, but they're kind of the ones that are going to get right into this whole thing after. So it's like, isn't that kind of a, like, a warning sign that they're not ready for this?
7: <laughs> <laughs> they are way more naive about sex than I was at their age. I will say that.
6: Yeah. Like, I think that's unrealistic that they like don't even get the implication that number four was sex.
3: Yeah. I just thought that this was pretty well fits. done. If it was in a regular school, I would, Think the same thing, but somehow it doesn't surprise me at all about
7: Hogwarts. <laughs> What's number ten? Oh <laughs> <laughs>
6: Mike, Mike, Mike.
7: What's the Remind me what this is a reference to? Sex. Which oh wait, is. I remember what this is referring <laughs> to.
6: yeah.
7: the common cold. What? That's right. 10? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, that,
3: it's that's Mike my fic. Okay, so the listeners understand. Ryan types in a little thing, says the guy who didn't get number ten, referring to Gen Two's fic about the ways to cure a common cold. You can read that one on Sci.
6: Yeah, <laughs> and then listen to the Peon cast where Mike didn't get it.
2: Yeah. It was like number three.
3: What do you all back? think of Bill as the teacher, right. as
7: data teacher? Bring that up right there, Melissa. You just bring that out got Mike Yes,
6: Mike thought Bill was evil. What? Did I, you think
7: I, Bill I, was evil? I, I thought he was evil for the first eight chapters. Or I thought
3: 12. he was a terrible teacher, but I didn't think he was evil.
7: As a death eater up until the brotherly conversation chapter. That was power of emotion, <laughs> Mike. I, I was really excited, too, for like 30 minutes when I thought I'd solved a big mystery really early on. I, like, PMed uh, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> Hi, PS2, PM'd but, me. Um, what it was is that, I, and I was thinking, whatever that, the one we read before, power of, um, not power of emotion, power of emotion. Whatever the one is where Narcissa's...
6: Yes, Power of Emotion. Well, Seventh
7: um, seven. no. But anyway, I had that in my mind because I'm thinking it's, it seems sort of a similar when and the similar thing. Bill is, data. is so mean to Harry.
6: Melinda, it is Power of Emotion. But Bill We're was tough way way on Harry
3: in Seventh Cracks, not Power of Emotion. No,
6: no, no. He means where it's, Narcissa was the... Um, defense defense was it. Defense.
7: Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and to me, Bill was being mean to Harry in a similar way what yeah, yeah, I
3: saw... I didn't think building. so. You know, I didn't my think, think was... Bill was being mean at all. I just... Was like, it this way? If my like, when, when Draco me. showed Hermione, I, I really think Bill should have done, so he didn't act much like yeah. a teacher there. I thought he just put him in that scene.
7: There were a few things I that I note up. of
3: that. There
7: was Bill not backing up Hermione. There was the first time I heard the Mr. Potter thing. I thought it was like a slip of tongue from him as a death eater, I admit. I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. And then also, the forest lessons for... Every, like, I don't know. If, if I was in a teacher who told me I had to had to learn that, I would like, get up and Walk out. I wouldn't sit yeah, there.
6: But for I her. think that but yeah, this, this is
7: Harry. It reminded me of <laughs> Moody in Book Four. With no, um, yeah, but this is
5: Harry. Harry does what he's told because he knows that if he doesn't do what he's told, he gets clipped around the head. I'm
7: thinking of the general class when he has the conversation with the general class and he's like, and, yeah, and but, I think, but
5: I think
2: it's also a statement about the acclumency and legitimacy. work where-
7: I guess in my mind, I was thinking of Moody in Book Four when he's polyjuiced and he's going on about you know how we have to learn Unforgivables and if you don't like it, Hermione, well you. Can leave because I have permission. Um, that's that was what was floating through my mind, and that's kind of, and it was all these things together that made me think for a few chapters. The bill of the death Theater. and then we had the heart to heart conversations with Ron. I'm like, okay,
2: he's feeling that way now. Just wait till he gets to the next part. I
6: will admit that I also thought a dumb thing when I first when I was reading it. I told Ryan. I thought Hermione was the
3: one. I thought
7: that,
6: too.
3: I, I worried about that, too, actually. I was like, oh, God, are we all of a sudden going to have Hermione? Is that, I was much happier with Luna being the choice than Hermione.
7: But the thing yeah. that annoyed me the most in this whole fix, speaking of who's the one, is that, is that line, like, uh Morgan Le Fay could, with like a flick of her fingers, destroy Voldemort a thousand times over. You know That just—I don't know—it struck me as a little too close. Some of the of the book stuff to it being like unbelievably stacking the deck, superpower sort of thing. But the idea that something's like twenty times as powerful as Voldemort and he's not even a threat to this person, kind of thing.
2: Did you ever read the Myths of Avalon?
7: Uh, yes, it did, actually. Good book.
2: I liked it. I liked that they drew that in, just like they're always pulling Marilyn, Because That didn't she...
7: bother me, but I, I guess it seemed a little too similar to the sort of, like... well, like, I don't like when it's, like, super-powered Harry. Kind of, that bothers me. And this just struck me as sort of the same... That one part of it struck me as the same vein. Like, you know, so, like I mean, come on, like, 20 times as powerful as Voldemort, or whatever the exact quote was, you know, defeat Voldemort or the word kind of thing. It, it, it just seemed like you were stacking, trying to stack it too much make it seem too important.
2: I just kind of took it as ancient magic was obviously her forte, you know, that she was there when these things were being created and passed along. We all know that he's a very intelligent wizard, but nature, elemental magic that that she would just be able to wipe the floor with them. Yeah, and I
3: didn't take it that his, I mean, his binding this book was definitely going to help him and make him more powerful, but I didn't take it that it was going to make him as powerful as she was.
2: Right, Mm. I didn't either. When I read it, I just didn't Think that if he did get the book, that like he wouldn't know what to do with
7: it. But there's also definitely the sense that it's like you know, like the bond between the book and the person is more powerful than any other form of magic. You know, like, there's no possible way you can possibly ward book from the person, no matter who's doing it or what they're doing, kind of thing. Yeah, I, and what uh, wasn't the big yeah. that wasn't like like I liked the story a lot, so that wasn't it. Definitely wasn't like a ruin the story thing. It was just a minor thing that bugged me slightly.
5: I, just
2: I was, was really happy that it was Luna.
7: I, I was happy it was Luna, too. Yeah.
2: Because I could yeah, see Luna. Her, it
3: gave her something to do, to have a real role in it.
2: She's changed, and underestimated by all of the students and she's very, very intelligent. She was a Ravenclaw and, and everybody just thought she was loopy and loony and, you know, here she was. She was the the keeper of this incredibly important book. I just, she doesn't get rounded out nearly as much as what I'd like to see Luna rounded out. That was my idea of Luna being
3: the descendant.
7: I I did like that a lot. I was wasn't Hermione. I was expecting that, too. Yeah, I
3: really was expecting that and I liked that it wasn't.
7: I like Neville in this fic a lot, too. I think she predicted pretty well where Neville was going.
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't remember seeing Neville all that much so far in this one, though. You see him a bit. She
2: wrote him a little, I think he's a little clueless. That kind of bothered me, because I I never thought that Neville was really quite clueless.
6: I like that part. I'm, so, I'm
7: sorry. <laughs> PS is a Neville hater, but Oops, I, I guess you're not
6: gonna like my new pick.
7: <laughs> oh no! Maybe you'll convert <laughs> PS to a Neville lover.
6: Does it have Ginny in it too? Like, is or is it all Neville all the time? Yes. It has yeah. Ginny in it. It's right, brilliant. I'm...
7: I love it. All
6: right, all right, all right. I can do it if it's not like the Neville show.
5: Oh well, you know.
6: Well, <laughs> it is the Neville show, isn't it? Okay. It's written from so his moving perspective. away from Neville, I was
5: expecting Susan to be this like really horrible person because of some things that I've been reading. <laughs> yeah. And she's like non-existent. Like <laughs> I was expecting her to be really horrible, but what, what did she do that was so bad, Melinda? <laughs> Just that she snogged Harry? Yeah.
7: Harry trusts her, too. Harry told her the prophecy before we told Hermione or Ron. But she's his girlfriend.
6: Me. She's his girlfriend. Stupid. I, she's stupid. I know she's his girlfriend,
7: just... but it still shocked me. I, I guess it just of how serious. She isn't she's not stupid. stupid.
6: Why is she but, stupid? Um, she's just, she bothers me. Where's A little, Melinda?
2: little blonde Susan <laughs> thing. Coming
6: so in she,
7: and- I, I expected her
6: to
5: bother me and she doesn't. I, yeah,
2: I, I mean you a- guys
6: were like acting like she was like the devil bitch
5: from hell. Yeah, I thought like, that I she was like her. a death eater or something. <laughs> she's like, she, just doing bad she, things to you, Harry. You just <laughs> wait,
3: she is the devil bitch from hell. You will but be I'm person- bad. I, I had to go and get my cord because I my battery light went on and I was about to lose you all. So we started talking about Susan. Oh geez, I can back too soon. I would have rather missed this whole conversation.
5: That's <laughs> <laughs> so vicious. <No. laughs>
3: They're oh, trying Susan. to say
2: that you know Susan is not the devil witch from hell, and I'm just like she is.
5: No, she,
3: she is, is. freaking,
5: freaking she, stupid. She's she's there's
3: no that reason to have her there. Enough. She's just useless. Well, oh. is she,
6: her name, just <laughs> snug. What is wrong with that? <laughs> her
7: personality. You guys are so mean to her. Keen there
6: is no justification for that. I mean, quite honestly, I mean, as long as he winds up with Ginny in the end, I don't mind if he dates a trash can. Listen to her. She's so cute.
7: Susan seems nice. Maybe. She- Obviously, oh. she's
2: not as well groomed in her HG loving because it's all right for Harry to date somebody that he really right. has nothing in common with, and she's, she's a big,
6: there's it. no basis for
2: that. Oh, hey, the
3: Other one than than than- has- to have Other another relationship before Hermione. Harry already had this relationship with jo- Cho. He found yeah, but- out what it was he didn't like. Once Harry figures out where he's going, he goes for it. That's who Harry is. But this is the one that needed skills.
6: Yes. Yeah, but, but he doesn't, doesn't know he, he needs. He doesn't know he needs Ginny yet. He is but trying. He doesn't need Susan. He doesn't, doesn't need even her even at
2: all. Empty-headed.
6: She's not. She's not empty so I her. I made her.
5: Is there
7: <laughs> she is there didn't any do besides she the fact didn't
6: do anything. I was Ryan. expecting. I was expecting on, that defend she Susan. <laughs> Hufflepuff
7: solidarity. No,
3: I'm a Hufflepuff, and I'm telling you right now, Susan's not she a real Hufflepuff. She's been cast out. Get out. You know you don't belong. Baked like a tree
7: and get out of here. Oh, my
3: there- God. Oh God. <laughs> Susan
2: is not a Hufflepuff. I made a note. I have a no. Gen 2 note about no- Susan, Susan. What is the
6: basis for that? Like, quite honestly, like, cite me yes. some passages. Yes. where. No, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm serious. Cite <laughs> me some passages where it What's- says, like, Susan is not a Hufflepuff. You- no, she <laughs> is. <you're-> she is <laughs> a Hufflepuff,
2: it's but it's she should my my not opinion. have been. She should have not have been sorted to Hufflepuff, as she is written in this
3: book. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh. What she, she did, did was kiss Huffle Harry. I, oh, I haven't you gotten sense to the end of this yet. I'm Susan is not
6: loyal.
1: I'm canceling my vacation. I had to no, come back no, for I, a moment. No, no, Ryan, you... you- you already you said you weren't going
3: to be here, and I told you right from the start that there was going to be a lot of Susan hate going on, and there is. So you just go I back. had to
1: just I had to just <laughs> no, stop by say. for a moment. Number one, number one, <laughs> I don't recall voting to give Melinda authority to banish people from House Hufflepuff. I don't recall that. Check the record. Maybe she slipped it into the farm bill or something. I don't know. All right. Then two,
3: <laughs> standing over
1: here with her, her arm me you me. being
3: a diva, Susan's hey, out. You, you,
1: you can be. A diva. <laughs> (laughs) Number two, I don't remember promising Melinda and I have been having a little private text chat over here. I don't recall promising to name my first child Melinda. I don't recall that. I was typing after she started going on her little diva rant about how she wants her bottled water perfectly chilled, you know, in her in her green room before the podcast. That I'm naming my firstborn Susan Melinda. And apparently, (laughs) I I have to drop the Susan. Wait, can I ask a couple
7: questions about Melinda here? I mean, about Susan here? No, let's talk about Melinda. We don't
2: want to talk about
1: Susan.
7: Here's my my question. Here's my question. Now, we're only...
1: Now, I'm not really here yet. I'm not really here yet. I haven't finished my reading for the week. It's Danielle's birthday. You people heard me playing, you know, week golf. Thank God that's all you heard. And, you know... (laughs) You know what? So... Yo, you never know what could happen. It's like having a mic going in the White House counsel's office. It's very dangerous. Um, but. Oh, we
5: you know made what? stuff up. Don't worry about that.
1: Oh, don't, oh, you know, I love you people. I love getting you all together in one room. It's nice. But, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Now, now this is just going from memory for a lot of this. Sometimes you date someone and it just doesn't work out. And then you date someone else and you marry them and have 27 children. Why, Melinda Leo, must you back over Girlfriend A with your car? (laughs)
3: because Joe tell with a girlfriend a we've already done this it's redundant
1: right. Melinda leo Who was yes. the- now the- now your name is Melinda leo because you have married a guy named Leo mm-hmm. now if memory serves you met leo you know very early on he- you've you've known leo forever and ever and ever is that yeah okay you-, true. you met him in-, in okay sometimes it takes the rest of us a little bit longer <laughs> we have to try people out we kick the tires we give it a shot doesn't work we try someone else it doesn't work in my In my case, we try many someone else's, then you meet them on Facebook, and they're all kindergarten teachers or goth or whatever. So, please don't tell them I said that if you go on my Facebook account. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Did you see Harry in the beginning of the story? His shoulders were hunched. He was very upset. But, but
2: Susan, Susan, was, but Susan no. was written in, and she is like the quintessential bad, heartbreaking relationship. She does- She's oh, she not oh, she a Mary Sue. How oh, is she a Mary Sue,
1: Melinda Leo? She doesn't have wings.
3: <laughs> yeah, she, she makes it all better for a while, but it it's not... But what bugs me about it is that we've already done this with Harry. This was Cho. Cho was perfect in Harry's mind too before he, he actually started. Her her.
7: He kissed her once.
1: He kissed her once, and she started crying hysterically. That's not a and then date. She, yeah, that was a bad date. That was like <laughs> a yeah,
6: He t- needs. He needs a bad. Crush, and then he needs. Yeah, to no, I think program. we
3: only saw one date in canon. I, 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 my image of Harry and Cho is actually that because that was that went on for months. There had to be more interaction between them than just that kiss at Christmas and then the date on Valentine's Day. They, they, there was talking and things going on in between that we just didn't see every single minute of it.
1: Well, and I sense in this story, there from what I recall, there's going to be a little bit more than just talking going on. But, uh, but okay, here's
3: yeah, I'm not reading that.
7: Let me just Linda is, I don't know any Hufflepuff who kick people out of their house. (laughs) That's Slytherin. It's like, like Susan's like,
1: she's like, it's like Ted Stevens getting booted from the Republican (laughs) party over here. This is like tragic. That's because she's drop kickable. She's drop kickable. (laughs) There you go, Jen. Here's the thing. In the beginning, Susan is a nice, quiet little Hufflepuff who makes Harry feel good about himself. Just yeah, let him it, have it, that moment. Come on, you people. But it, he, she just doesn't go with
2: him.
6: I mean, why? How? What is the basis of this? You're so He's mean. Just a nice girl. They went I,
7: I on a date.
6: It.
1: You know what and I Melinda, say? Melinda, Melinda, God help your children. When they start to date, they're going to bring their little friends over to go to the prom. And you're going to be like, oh, do you want to have children? How many children do you want? And then you look at your son. Oh, you're not remotely compatible with this woman. And then you push the little 13-year-old out onto the front walk and, like, knock her down the last step. Tramp. I I babe. think they went to the damn ball together. I don't think it's that bad. I think Susan in the next set of the chapters... Gives us much to think about, and with that, I'm going back on your. At the vacation.
3: end of this spick, Ryan, do you believe yes. Susan is
1: loyal? Do I believe she's loyal? That is not yes the or question no question I was asked. Yes well, I'm or not no spoil. question. You know my answer to that. I'm not going to spoil anyone, but I. <laughs> here's the thing. But then she deserves I- here- to be kicked no. out of Hufflepuff. She's no. not loyal. Who thought she was <laughs> just going to say killed? And Peter Pettigrew <laughs> killed a man, and he's supposed to be loyal, too. Sometimes it doesn't work well, but listen to me. Shut up, here's the Listen to Hufflepuff. Here's the <laughs> here, here, okay, here's the, here's the final point I have. Sometimes you date people and it doesn't go well, but you learn from it. And based on the fact that you learn from it, you're a better person when you meet that special someone, perhaps with red hair. God bless your children when they start to date Melinda Leo. I still don't think you can vote people out, but I'm going to look into it. Have a lovely <laughs> evening, everyone. I'm going to play We Golf. <laughs> I submit That any sincere person would have concluded from a review of the record that Melinda Leo does not offer the slightest iota of proof that Susan Bones has an unusual affinity for communist causes. I therefore conclude that Melinda Leo's charges and insinuations are not only false, but utterly irresponsible, and under the circumstances reveal a shocking disregard for the interests of pop pop
6: I'll say this, since I have not finished the story, and I do not know what Susan may do in any chapters that may or may not come after Chapter 28, I cannot say that at this point I dislike Susan. In fact, at this point, I quite like Susan, because she makes Harry happy, and I believe that because I like Harry just as Melinda likes Harry, I think he should be happy.
7: Same here. How can you, like... Yeah! How, if, if she hasn't done anything, how can you be like, no, I don't yeah, I mean, want you to happy. You can't date who you want. You have to date who I think you deserve.
6: What is... Do you think, Melinda, that Harry should be able to, to look into the future... And see that maybe one day something might happen in a chapter that is beyond chapter twenty-one, which we have read up to this evening. That Susan may or may not do something that Harry is displeasing to Harry. No,
3: my hatred of Susan comes from what happens later. But my feeling that you not
6: they, agree, it has no they, place. They, my
3: feeling that they 21. don't belong together because Harry has already done this with Cho. I think it's just a redundant. We're going through another relationship where I think it's really Ron who needs to have the other relationship.
6: We can't all be good Melinda enough. who did it on the first try. Leo, second, happy soulmates from age two.
7: <laughs> I, Ryan's right. I do feel sorry for your and Jen's kids if they, if they come home without their soulmate the first time.
6: I didn't, I
3: didn't say it soulmate the first time.
2: I just don't think she's good enough for him. <laughs>
7: What has she done – if something happens later on, we couldn't say. But up until this point, what has she done that makes her not good enough for him?
2: Nothing. It's just that I've read this.
6: There. Nothing. That's it. Stop nothing. Your answer was nothing, which means that your answer was nothing. So
3: therefore,
7: you shouldn't be on this whole thing.
3: I'm just prejudiced.
7: Yes. Because
3: you know – the way it's supposed to be. I've read the fic.
2: Allegedly, remember,
7: supposedly to be.
2: And then when I went back in to read these twenty-one chapters, just Susan just
7: you know what irritated you? Somebody yeah, under my wing. She's my favorite character now. She can come <laughs> if she remains
2: the- your if she remains your favorite character. You don't you dare podcast on the story with me the next time I'm on. <laughs> because <laughs> I will have a Susan Bash session
7: <laughs> I'm not on against you know, the fourth one, so we'll see
6: honestly no matter what she does he'll pro- she'll probably still be his favorite character look who his favorite characters are <laughs>
7: yeah,
1: <laughs> I seem to understand.
3: recall and I'm not positive but I think Lavender Brown the, the the author of the thick, I think actually she was a big Harry Susan pusher proponent whatever uh, shipper I guess you call it before this happened because of there was a line in Order of the Phoenix about Susan understanding Harry once everybody broke out of Azkaban because she had relatives, so they were. She was on the. the everyone was looking at her the way they, right. that they similarly did to him. almost is married. I think she was really bummed, as I recall, and I could be getting this completely wrong, but I think she was really bummed once Half-Blood Prince came out, because the only role Susan had was to get her leg lynched off.
7: Oh, <laughs> You turned me into a Susan Harry shipper, Melinda.
3: Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Mike, hon, you're just looking to be anything but a Harry Ginny shipper, so it's yes, really not worth a lot of
6: me. I think that means yes, he yes, is I a have. Harry Ginny shipper, don't you, Melinda?
3: Yeah, he probably secretly is, too. We'll turn him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey,
7: let's, hey
6: let's talk
3: about something else.
7: Yes, yes.
3: Yes, well, one more thing. When we we were on Bill before, when I left, about the I wish we could have seen some of those occlumency sessions. Though, I, like they talk about them, and obviously it's Ron's point of view. But even the ones in class where Bill was getting into the the students' heads in class, I wish we could have seen some of that. I I was kind of missing. I wanted to see how that was yeah, taking might place. Am I the
7: only one who walked out of that class? Yeah.
3: Yes.
2: Yeah.
7: I mean, I, just the same way as in real high school, I walked out of the animal dissecting class. There's certain things that I don't approve of looking into my mind. And that, that shouldn't be something you could force kids to do if they don't want to. You know, sh- to me, that's the sort of thing where if kids don't want to have these lessons, they don't want the teacher going through their mind, you shouldn't make have it be a requirement with no way out.
2: I don't think that they said it was a requirement with no way
7: out. Well, he he, sa- he says it's a requirement. and they have to- Draco says he doesn't want to stay there, and uh, he doesn't want to do it, and Bill says, no, you have to.
2: But that's because it was Draco.
7: That's not an Excuse, as a that's a student, I don't like, so I'm going to make you do that. No,
2: but I think you know Draco would have come up with any reason yeah, he that he just, could he's have just trying
6: to be difficult
2: to get out of Bill's class.
7: Well, but then do you agree, in principle that it should be optional? You shouldn't be able to force a kid who didn't want to do the lessons. Well, to I don't do it? think
2: you can. I don't think you can force them because it's always been said that these two arts are
3: are very yes. difficult. Well, if, you, you know, yeah, if they, they don't want the to, they can be just before, walk but, out of the class. I mean, Herm- we saw Hermione do that in Divination.
7: That takes so a lot so, of. The- If you're told the class is required as a kid and you're told you have to be there, it takes a lot of courage – to get up and walk out when the teacher. Hermione did it. Hermione did that, but Hermione's unusually. Yeah, crazy. but
3: the class isn't re- required either, right? I mean, these are probably required for some of the, the fields they want to go in. Yeah,
6: they really, I mean, really, they're not required in the sense. I think that um, in real school, classes are required. Like you, like it doesn't ever say that you have to take like D A Defense Against the Dark Arts for like five years. well, you have to take it for five years. But I mean, like this is being this is a new class, so he, Draco could walk out assuming. That that he was willing to give up his dream of being whatever job he wanted to be if it required
7: that. You see, I don't think you. I don't think that those. I don't think you should have to give up the class because you don't want to do. I don't know. I, I would. But I think.
6: Pro- I think maybe if you're you don't want up- to do the class. Then you.
7: By the class, I mean that particular ocular. like I don't want people reading my mind. But I. But if,
6: what I'm saying is, you, if you want to be qualified in dark arts, you need to do that. You know what I mean? That's okay. like saying that. Normal- that's like saying that you want to be qualified in Japanese, but you don't want to learn to write any kanji you know i mean that's but what like- it's
7: like is like saying i want to learn science but i don't want to dissect an animal is what it's like
6: but i i think from
2: a teaching perspective that when bill weasley is teaching these subjects you know it it sounds all sinister i don't want him reading my mind but i think that he would do it in the most
7: he would i know he, he he's a good he's sort of like you know like him or Remus. these are people who like if you have to do this they, they're the ones you want doing it you don't want snake doing it i don't but- think
3: that he's that that's this, like the, but like Snape taught Harry occlumency in Order of the Phoenix because he was the only one that could do it. It's supposed to be this really obscure form yeah. of magic. So, all right, so we're going to make Bill be able to do it because we want him to be the teacher, the, the data teacher. I can I can let it go with that, all right, but why didn't Bill teach Harry before? But then they said that to be an aura you have to do it. So that means Moody, Tonks, and Kingsley were also choices that they could. So then yeah, it but, kind of lessens the fact, why did Snape have to be the one to teach him then if everybody else already knew how to do this really obscure thing?
7: I didn't think of that. That's very true. That's true. That's very true.
3: Yeah. I just always assumed, you know, that it was
2: something that, just like what Melinda said, that it was very rare that somebody could be skilled in it, that he was discussing it in class and, you know, maybe going through these practical lessons, but knowing that nine-tenths of the class wouldn't be able to perform. It would be above yeah, I them. I think
6: we should say that Mike has to leave right now momentarily to go to a yeah. meeting, and that it doesn't sound like we just, like... Argued against him and cut him off. <laughs>
5: <laughs> bye, Mike.
6: Bye, bye Mikey. Bye Mike. I missed
5: all that because I had to go and listen to a sob story from my husband about his work. <laughs> so I don't even know what we're talking about again. <laughs> there are people about- all over this house. It's so frustrating. What we were you talking, talking about?
2: about Bill and occlumency and, you know, the sessions and the ki- and, you know, him performing occlumency and legitimacy. Oh,
5: and you probably already said this, but this is what I think was stupid. He's demonstrating it. So he has Harry come up and they're like like, they just staring at each other. And like, that's supposed to demonstrate how to do it. I'm like, what was the point of them like staring at each other, you know, intensely? Ooh. You know, so how does that demonstrate? I don't know if you yeah, said that. Yeah, but I that, thought that was the, stuff. the one in the class. What, what are the
3: kids yeah. learning from watching them just kind of glaring at each other? Exactly. Yeah,
5: exactly. I'm like, this is stupid. Oh, it doesn't teach you how to do this thing. And I'm like, I actually don't like when post-order the Phoenix Fix, they at this idea that this clemency and legitimacy are like this be all and end all. I... I don't know, maybe I suffer from the fact that I read straight through to the end of book six all in one sitting. But I'm just like, who cares about it? It was something that Snape tried to teach Harry. It didn't work. Let's move on. And But I guess coming post Order of the Phoenix, it was a big deal in Order of the Phoenix. So I guess it's something naturally...
3: It's something that, you know, we came out of that with, okay, Harry can't do it. So they just moved on. But there was no indication at the end of Order of the Phoenix that that's what was going to happen. I like, actually, that yeah. it ended up that Harry just couldn't do it. I really... Yeah. I, like
5: when well, it's like I feel like it think- beats a dead horse when they go on with it. I'm just like, he can't do it. Just move on. That's, why, that's how I feel. <laughs> yeah.
2: I can also say that I was a little bit, I don't want to say perturbed, but what was it about Bill that made him qualified
3: to teach DADA?
6: The only person left.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, Laura bustling. except the office of the president. Of the twelve colonies of Kobol. some of the Curse Breaker seals probably could relate, but he still seems too young. That you know, like he's not that much older than the students it, there. Somehow, I and I, and I, I think, think he should have. I think that more. was my
2: problem: is that it just it was almost like it was too much of a stretch that he wouldn't have enough practical experience. You know, with being a curse breaker, you know, to automatically make him the person to teach that class that year. Because Dumbledore always found someone in the end. Just, it seemed odd that it ended up being Bill. And obviously... You know what I,
6: what I honestly think? I honestly think she didn't want to make up a person. So I think she just tried to use the most qualified person that we already had that wasn't...
2: That's probably a very good point.
5: You know what I found odd, too? I found it odd that Malfoy knew exactly who it was. Like, he says, um, Malfoy knew was Ron's brother, and, like, I don't think that the fact that Bill has red hair is enough for Malfoy to automatically know that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I I'm not there?
6: sure that you really could <laughs> no. recognize um, Bill on site. I mean, it's like, you kind of, I guess, it, you get into, like, how much do the bloods really know each other to the point where he would know who he was, and
3: well, yeah, but can, Draco Malfoy always knew coming into school who the new teacher was going to be. Yeah, he, I suppose. It, it was something going on. He could have easily found that out from his oh, father. Yeah.
2: And, and I would know, imagine I just, that Lucius would have had a, a righteous fit over. Of course, he's, of course, he's an Azkaban, so, you know. I don't it know. It just,
5: it's the same way that Mrs. Weasley, you know, when she packed the suitcase. It's these little things that just jump out at me and go, oh, that's not right. Like, she cries, Pat, and the suitcase back. I'm like, what? What happened to the Latin word? Like, <laughs> all these little things that jump out at me, like, I don't think my husband is. canon, isn't it? Pack? I
6: think it's in um, Order of the Phoenix. It's Say in Order Tunk of the Phoenix. Tonks says pack, I think.
5: Does she? Yep. Let me check that. I have a copy of Order of the phoenix right here i don't believe you (laughs) so right out the advance guard stealing food from the fridge dudley's going out lily's eyes and tonks is in there and no she just flicked it she did not say anything huh no oh no she does she says pack yeah don't be stupid it'll be much quicker if i pack cried Tonks waving her wand along, swooping movement over the floor. But I don't think that pack is necessarily the spell incantation.
6: Maybe. But. I mean, see, it's. I was actually wondering this because um, this brings me to something that's in my notes because when they're in the library doing research on, I think it's diseases, yeah. Ron doesn't know that oh. the spells are in Latin. I know. <laughs> oh my!
5: And it can't pronounce them. I'm like, well, you can pronounce all the spells. I think you can pronounce diseases. <laughs>
6: Like, that really, really threw me. Like, I think that was... Ron's not that stupid.
2: Yeah, I think there were small things about the story that just kind of got my bra up. You know, because in the beginning, I think it was obvious, and, and maybe it was, I just formed this opinion, but... The first few chapters, you know, there are obviously some POV and tense problems and crazy Brit-picking things that should have been caught. But as you go through these chapters, it gets better. Mm-hmm. So she obviously started either getting it baited or she changed betas. And But there were still these things that just, you know, fell through that I always think of, you know, that the, if you have a good beta, then they're going to help you find these plot
5: holes. But that's just a, me being snarky. I have a question. Do you think that if I have a decent defense against the Dark arts? teacher that harry needs to start the da again
3: no no
5: because i just thought that was really superfluous that bill came and said harry we need to start up the da i'm just like why if bill can teach them why
3: yeah it's and putting again. more pressure on harry that need, than needs to be there
2: you know and if he and if they really think that the the kids need that much practical experience you know i should put it with in spell then they should... I
6: don't, you know, and why don't the teachers like run their own club <laughs> like in Chamber of Secrets? Yeah, you know, I just always thought that
2: the, the DA was something that they did to you know get by Umbridge. And-
6: see, I see it in, in Deathly Hallows when Ginny
5: and Neville and Luna reorganize it. That's legitimate to me, but I never get why six-year fix, it gets reorganized. I don't get that.
6: Well, they were, I mean, reorganizing the DA in Deathly Hallows is because, again, they were always behind the arrows, just like they were going around yeah. Umbridge. And yeah, they needed it.
5: But I didn't feel like if they have a competent defense against the dark arts teacher i don't know why they all then go here harry have another responsibility it just struck me as really odd in this one because bill was supposed to be really competent and everything and i'm just like well so why do they need the da that's just me being picky (laughs) i'm full of picky things here oh here we go ha ha
2: i said ron well you know what they say about blokes with big hands and feet (laughs) Please tell me that they, you know, that's just another thing that they can't possibly be that clueless.
6: I know. See, the thing that drives me nuts... Is they were like they were that clueless and then they were doing it. Like Harry was like Harry didn't realize number four was sex, but then like two months later he's like this swab
5: I thought he had I thought he hadn't done it yet. I thought we got to the end of chapter twenty one and he said no he hadn't done it. Oops.
3: Yes, we did.
5: Uh, she's read ra- uh, right ahead. <laughs> Ari. Yeah, we
3: haven't we haven't got there. I'm just I'm skimming through my notes here and I've got one on chapter thirteen, it's more just a note to myself, but it says I'm gonna throw up if I have eight more chapters of this Susan nonsense. <laughs> <laughs>
5: You know what I actually found difficult to read was, um, Ron's inner monologue when he's kissing her, kissing Hermione. I was like, yay, finally, yeah. kissing her, and I was all happy. But he's then he just like, her, he's like,
3: along as he goes, yeah.
5: It's a blow-by-blow blow of where his hand is on <laughs> his body every second, and, and he moves it up more an inch. and you know, I'm just like, well, well, we should warn you. He finally got to kiss the neck. I'm just like, okay. But we should
2: warn you that from, you know, chapter 28 or whatever chapter it is on out, that this whole series kind of turns into a very adult maturation kind of blow-by-blow, play-by-play. You know what I was noticing oh, as we're no.
3: we're going through it? <laughs> we went through 21 chapters, and they're already just about at the end of the year when we get there. Yeah. So, all right, the end of the year, I mean, the whole, half the fic takes place within those couple months.
5: Yeah. But that's the same with Philosopher's Stone, though, book one. If you look at it, it's like, it's you're halfway through the book, before Harry even gets to Hogwarts, you know? Yeah,
3: so but that, that was at least happens. a little more drawn out. I mean, this was in the Christmas chapter. All of a sudden, they're talking about Easter, and it's the same chapter. I mean, it it, it moves.
5: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm about to skip most of January in my fic, though. <laughs> Nothing happens in January. So it's very boring. There's no point writing about it. <laughs> so, that sometimes happens. I sit there, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen until February, so let's not write about January. What? Well, it's very cold in Hogwarts. They have put layers and layers of clothes on, you know, which is fairly true to canon, but, like, we don't need to read that again, do we? No. No,
3: no so, but you I can skip, s- skip to Valentine's. Day. I mean, that's more of a reasonable stretch, I think, than going from
6: Oh, I mean, like, put something in to, like, make it flow. I mean, you can't just be like, Merry Christmas, Harry, said Jenny. Next chapter. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can. It's my story. Yeah. I can do it a lot. No,
5: I know. It's going
6: to Okay, well, here
2: I have something else about Susan that just bothered the hell out of me. What do we have to talk oh, about no. her some more? Well, kind of. <laughs> Jen. They're going to the Halloween ball. And the first thing is it just bothered me that Harry dressed up as Sid Vicious. Yeah. Oh, I liked that, that was, actually because that, that was,
3: I thought but, more of Dan, but, Dan, Dan Radcliffe is. than uh, Harry. But yeah, yeah, but I I
2: didn't problem that I didn't because Susan's taking Muggle studies. I just didn't think that
3: Pocahontas
2: would necessarily be something be taught and you know. Yeah, that's more
3: American than British. I think
2: but that's that's very American for her to. That,
6: that was pretty uh, random.
2: You know, What's I don't see been, that as being taught in their Muggle, Muggle studies class. You know, the Pocahontas was that important.
6: I mean, Pocahontas I was, really isn't that important. Like. In real in, in real America, I doubt they would teach about her in Wizard Britain.
2: No, I don't think so either. So that's what made
3: me. The
6: yeah, only reason I heard of no, well, she did
3: go to England. England, didn't she? She did. Pocahontas did eventually oh, yeah. go to England. She meet went the to Queen. England
6: and she, she she married um the other. She guy. married an English dude. Well, they were John I mean, Smith. No, she married oh. John. Who? Who? What? John Smith. I Pocahontas. thought it was John Smith. Pocahontas didn't marry John Smith. She married this other guy. I think his name was John Rolfe. Oh, okay. she just but she what's just... a
5: Gibson girl? Is Ryan commenting again? No, no. Just...
6: But I don't know what a Gibson girl is, and that's what well, Luna was. And I, I don't know, know what the it Gibson girls. Is.
3: A Gibson, either. you
6: don't know what a Gibson a Gibson girl is like. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. I just have to find a picture. It's like um, these girls that were just depicted like in magazine illustrations in like the late eighteen hundreds. Just, uh-huh. I mean, kind of like a um, just like a fashionable character. Like, oh, okay. Here's a
5: picture. Okay. Ryan's not saying anything, is
3: he? No, Ryan. not. No, but not-
2: he, was, he was talking about Gibson girls last night. And so when we brought them up a second ago, I'm like, is he back in?
3: Oh, okay. All right. All right. That's okay for Luna. That's cool.
2: Yeah, okay. I'll buy
3: it. <laughs> what about um, when the first Harry had his vision and they started talking about the book of Morgan Le Fay? Did anybody else think that the book that Harry gave Hermione for her birthday was involved yes. somehow? I-, I kept thinking that that yes. was going to play more
5: part than Yeah. I thought that she'd given it to him and then it was going to blow up in their face or something. I don't know. And then when I they think started that's talking what made me book, think that it was going to be Hermione
3: because she had that book is what where I was yeah. going.
5: And then I yeah. was like, Ginny's taking this really well, this thing about the book i don't know if it's in chapter 22 i was reading but they were talking about luna being attached to this book and i'm like jenny's taking it really well there's well, that Ginny, I'm jumping ahead don't <laughs> no
3: yeah wait no because jenny it, it was 20 21 i think we're Ginny, but you didn't see her listening to them talk. All of a sudden, just the, she came down saying, yep, she has it, or something like that, but she had the extendable ear that she was listening to them. I
5: I think there could have been a few more clues that Ginny, you know, because she came out of the blue for me. Like, I liked it in that Ginny was a strong character, but it was really out of the blue. All of a sudden, oh, Ginny knows everything. I'm like, hey, I don't think I know everything because (laughs) I'm not following it, and yet Ginny seems to have a handle on the whole thing, and we're given the impression that the whole fix is off snogging Dean Thomas, and in actual fact, they broke up two months ago, and I, I Actually, that made me laugh because I'm like Ron didn't even notice, <laughs> and that made. It, oh,
6: that's I'll, just, I'll just honestly, yeah, I thought pres- that was weird. I mean, I don't know whether like, I mean, I think Ron would notice. It's even on Dean's end. Like, he think says, "Ron that, would notice." So much like Yeah,
5: like if, if he know about it from Dean, even if he didn't know about it from Ginny. Dean, you know, they. I mean,
6: Dean would be boys. like upset you know i mean this really <laughs> says something about how ron is like noti- noticing the people around him
2: we'll find out some other things about Jenny that will make this make a little bit more sense for you kessa are
6: they good things or
5: bad
3: things i was all the way up to chapter 18 before it occurred to me that harry hadn't shared the prophecy with did that did anyone else was anyone else aware of that before that uh, came up uh, oh, also, i was like,
6: oh, I yes. just remember. It's oblivious. like you can, I can never remember when he tells Ron and Hermione about the prophecy. Like part of me couldn't even remember if he hadn't done it at the end of order.
2: It surprised me in this fic that he found, he found his girlfriend more important to tell a prophecy to than Ron and Hermione.
5: I don't think that's very in character for Harry, really. I can say at this point that one of the problems I might have with Susan is that I don't think that Harry would have had a girlfriend from that perspective, is that there's too much on his mind. Part of me is happy because he was sad because Sirius died and then she made him happy. The other part of me is I don't see it. But then I look at in canon. He was ready for a girlfriend, you know, right, you know, from the word go and Half-Blood Prince. So I'm very confused. Yeah. But I don't think that he would tell her the prophecy on. Over- I don't think he would have told
3: Susan anything after Dumbledore specifically asked him not to. I think if he was going to tell her, it should have been made known that he did this before Dumbledore said not yeah. to. Because something about me just said, no, 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 that's not what Harry." If Dumbledore specifically said... I
6: also think she would want to keep Susan safe. He would want to keep her out of it. So I don't... Yeah, that was
3: the whole thing. It never even occurred to him that it could not make her safe. And it's like, come on, that's always what's on Harry's mind about everybody constantly.
2: Well, and it's even obvious in the rest. I mean, for the rest of the characters in this fic... He's concerned about their safety, but he's not concerned about hers.
3: Yeah, it's just off.
2: Because, you know, Harry has his nobility problems all the way through this, you know, but then all of a sudden it's okay for him to go spill everything to Susan. That's why I don't like Susan. (laughs) Because she trumped Ron and Hermione for certain things, and I just didn't see it as being believable, you know, that Harry would run to her and, you know, spill his guts and well, Harry doesn't spill his guts anyway, but that he would go and lean on her and tell her all these things that he's not supposed to be talking about. Or I just didn't see her having been in his life long enough for him to trust her Yeah, with that and kind I guess of information.
5: From um, older of the Phoenix, you do get the impression that he is willing to talk to Ginny. and uh, It's a bit out of the blue that he would talk to Susan.
3: Even when he is dating Ginny for real in Half-Blood Prince, he doesn't share everything with her. He doesn't tell her, especially this, the stuff about the Horcruxes that Dumbledore told him not to. He, I, I just think it was very out of character that he would do that.
5: Is it part of the plot? Do you think that Susan has to have found out all this stuff? Because you, you're, you're wanting to banish her from the Hufflepuff common room on the ground and she's not loyal so is it it part of the plot that she needs to know like you know how sometimes authors they just like it might be something out of character or whatever because they're just going oh well I need this to happen so too bad no I don't think so No.
3: Oh, okay. no, I don't think it is at all. We, we, there there yeah, are or... some things about like Ron every once in a while strikes me as being a little like sometimes he's too all of a sudden very considerate of everybody's feelings for it. Like just not like Ron and he tells the twins to buy Ginny a broom for Christmas because he noticed she needed a new broom. And it's like to me, that's Ron can tend to be oblivious about those sort of things. It just It's like, no, that's not working. Yeah, yeah I didn't. So this, every once in a while, a little character moment that just strikes me is, no, like Hermione and the swearing. That, that oh, got to me. Yeah. I didn't find that funny. That I was, was like, like, no, every that's not Hermione. Page.
6: Like, that got
2: old. I could have seen any of the other characters doing it, but it was very odd for, you know,
3: to hear it coming from her. Once or twice, I think, was funny. But just when it got to be a point where, no matter when she spoke, she swore about something. I was like, no, that's not Hermione.
2: No. And then another thing, I guess, jumping into some of the later chapters, I know that Hermione studies. I know that Hermione's smart, but it just... Sometimes it's just aggravating that Hermione has to be the person that solves all of the world's woes. You know, if Dumbledore and McGonagall and the rest of the order couldn't figure out these blood diseases things and all of a sudden Hermione is, is suddenly, you know, like super Hermione and she can figure everything out. I just, I thought that it was weird that, you know, the order is relying on her to solve these incredibly large problems.
6: Yeah, I thought it was weird that they were telling the kids to go do this, like this. you <laughs> just research <Yeah. laughs> and be like, okay, you guys can do that.
3: <laughs> you go solve the world's problems for me. I've got some tests to mark, you know?
6: <laughs> yeah. You, you, you. <laughs>
2: You go read up about anthrax, you know, and, <laughs> and check in with us later. <laughs> no, it's just-
3: I did like the tie-in with the with the Black Plague being tied in, and then with Wormtail with the rats and everything. I thought, all right, that's kind of cool.
2: I liked that. I
6: just, yeah, I, I liked all the information. Like, I liked how the, um, you know, the, the plague led to the the witch burning, which led to the last descendant of Morgan being them losing track of of the bloodline.
2: Yeah, but it just the whole Hermione having to you know, be buried in the medical texts. And I'm thinking, you know, this is the kind of stuff of, you know, like master's theses and thesi or whatever you want to call that word. Um, you know, that this is the kind of in-depth research that Hermione just wouldn't have been old enough to grasp, I don't think, or that she would have been. It was just hard for me to swallow that she had all this understanding about, communicable diseases
6: i wonder yeah. like i honestly wonder how much hermione stayed up with um muggle stuff like muggle science and muggle like i wonder how much she continued reading past the age of 11 about muggle stuff you know like I, that's an honest question not anything about the fic, really.
3: yeah i think she would though I yeah, think she. I
6: do. I do too. Uh,
5: she I think a, she would have done that when she went home on holidays, and that. Yes. Yeah, I think
6: have. on her holidays she would have been trying to approximate a high school education. Yeah, well, she spent a that. lot of it.
5: She spent a lot of it though in the later books with Ron and Harry. But I don't know. I don't buy that they went. To yeah, New but England. even
3: like we learned in Power, um, in Prisoner of Azkaban, that when she gets a homework assignment, she goes to the library to goes the next step to further learn. So, so I think if something attracts her interest, whether it be Muggle or magical, she's she'll. Go that extra step on her own to learn about it.
6: Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I, I definitely think she does look up stuff on her own. I was just wondering how much Muggle stuff like she would keep reading about. Like I, I, I always thought she would that she would want to not have like the uh, an eleven year old like level knowledge of the Muggle world.
5: Mm, yeah, well, see, we get a perspective of Harry in the Muggle world in canon in his holidays, right? He has to spend most of the holidays with the yeah. Dursleys. And he's listening and to he the never, news. And yeah, he, he listens to the news and he never strikes me as dumb about the Muggle world. So I get yeah. really frustrated in fanfics when they act gets, like,
3: like... He talks about Dudley's different, you know, the updated version of his Nintendo and his, his ga- games yeah. and he, Dudley's computer. So he, he is aware of it. And I, I think yeah. he even commented that he sneaks on when, they not, when they're not around.
6: Yeah, and like Hermione listening to what they talk. about. Hermione,
5: like she goes, she'll go. Where, where did where does she go? She went to France one year, didn't she? She sent Harry's birthday present from France. Like, I don't buy that they went to New Zealand for Christmas, mind you. But you know, all those sort of trips and everything that she did there and at Christmas would have been at home in the Muggle world, with the television, with the light switches, with the you know the London newspaper or whatever. You're living in both worlds. You have to know a bit about both of it. I don't think you can assume that she's not, you know, she becomes suddenly very non- Right, and her
3: parents, (laughs) I mean, we assume are intelligent people, so there has to be conversations that... They all have with each other once she's home.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think, I mean, just going back at just a 15, 16 year old girl, just having that much knowledge about things that are way advanced from where she's at. She can be smart, but how would but if she you look at learn those
5: time frame of this? What year would have been late nineties? That the Ebola is, was huge back then. There was this big thing about it. It would have been common. Um, yeah, but. Like, and, and
3: that. Oh, yeah, there was and a the big book like, that's The Hot Zone or something.
2: Wasn't yeah, it? And that was, was a really movie, big right around there. And yeah,
5: things like, like Blood and Everything, that's British history. That she would have learned that in elementary school, primary school.
2: Yeah, but, you know, she's looking at texts with you know, microscopic slides of, you know, diseases and blood. and Yeah, but I just saw that as haven't more you ever medical. had
5: that thing? No, nah, but I used to love looking at that. My biology textbook in, like, year 11 and that when I was about 16, 15, 16, I used to love looking at that squeamish stuff. You can get it in, in school biology textbooks. And, like, I would look for more stuff like that, you know, because I love the squeamish things thing you know <laughs> so I can kind of see that actually yeah but I guess I'm just not buying that she <laughs> knows anything more than what
3: Dumbledore could find out
5: or oh yeah I I,
3: think I can that, be with that, you on that I, I mean I think yeah. Hermione can know more than than Harry and Ron and the average student but definitely more than Dumbledore is just, Yeah. Yeah.
5: Curiosity that she'll know more than the other students, but I really don't see why she's doing it and not Dumbledore.
2: Well, I think that's my primary problem is that they're depending on her expertise and her research for something that's the center of the story, so it's obviously very important.
5: Yeah. yeah. And it's not like it's not all over the news. I mean, it's all over the news with the labs and whatnot. Someone in the order would have worked it out before Hermione, and yet it's all down to Hermione, super witch. Dun, 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 dun. You know, I could see this being something that Remus would study.
2: You know, they would yeah, have have doing
5: maybe. Yeah. Well, you know who would who I would if I was the leader of the order of the Phoenix. I would get Madame Pomfrey to do it, not Hermione Granger. <laughs> True.
6: <laughs> like, she's Pomfrey being even, a little more logical, <laughs> even in in the. Well, she yeah, that was always- never
3: confirmed or denied whether or yeah, not, not Madam Pomfrey was, because you, you would think up. they'd I- need a meta person with all, but, but they they never. Well, She's never there or at any of the meetings, so I don't know.
2: But she does treat them. She treats them after, after but the she's
5: battle. She's the local Hogwarts. person, So you know, and and she must be trustworthy. Like Dumbledore wouldn't have anyone there who wasn't trustworthy. Like, right. you know, like yes. I would make her. If I was writing the fic, I would make it that Madame Pomfrey. Well, she he did have Barty Crouch there for a year and didn't know about it. Yeah, but he didn't know about it. Oh, maybe are you saying Madame Pomfrey's in Polyjuice? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I think that. Humphrey is fine. <laughs> it's just you can't just go by. Well, it's Dumbledore's. So what it has to be right? Because well, yeah, but know
5: she's been there for a like long time. She's been there for yeah, a long time. Not some junior impersonational dust spin kicking Wally. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just looked at my notes and I've written Rod has big hands and <laughs> feet. <laughs> 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 I, I got distracted. <laughs> Right under Ron has huge hands and feet. I've put, wow, a diadem before it appeared in canon. Now, I don't know about anyone else, but I hadn't even heard the, (laughs) in the words of Crab and Go, diadem. Deathly
6: Hallows (laughs) was the first time I ever heard the word diadem. And yet it's in this spec, and I'm like, where'd they get that word
5: from? You know, they're very smart. Lavender Brown, the author person, is very smart. She uses very important and special words that I would never have thought to use. So I was very impressed by the use of that word. I think Susan might have been wearing one, or no, Luna was wearing one. No,
6: I think Hermione was. Because, I mean, you don't well, wear Hermione a, was you t- don't wear she a was... diadem as Pocahontas.
5: That's what I thought. I thought, no, it wasn't Susan. But it was Hermione was. It? it was wearing one as the Shakespeare witch person. No, fairy. Friend of the fairy. Yeah. Titania. Yeah. But I was like, ooh, special word. It's like, ooh. I wonder ooh. if you wiki ooh. that character, if it comes up. If you wiki diadem or wiki Titania. 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 I'm wicking. Yeah. I'm wicking it. I hope I spelt it right. Yes. What 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 comes up? She is the queen of the fairies. And that's all I've got so far. And it's the moon. It's the moon of one of of of, of, of a planet in the solar system. Um queen of the fairies, Shakespeare play, married to Oberon. Ah uh, falls in love with Nick Bottom. Oh the she foreshadowing hermione loves Neville. No, <laughs> I don't think so. There's nothing about a diadem. <laughs> it's the diadem, isn't it? How do you say it? Diadem. Diadem. If I put that in Google Diadem. And see I what just... I get. Because now I'm fascinated with the word. Oh it's Australia's leading signage and brand implementation management specialist. <laughs> That's the first century. In wiki, a type of crown, specifically an ornamental headword, bed, headband worn by Eastern monarchs and others as a badge of royalty. And I'm still huh. waiting to know. Does yeah, that mean? At- oh, does that mean that like uh, Ravenclaw's are royalty? I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so that means you're the you're the queen.
6: I am the queen. <laughs> we can't all be the queen.
5: No, I'm the head of house. That makes me the queen. <laughs> it's,
2: it's just another thing to stroke Keza's ego.
6: <laughs> right. I bought it.
5: It's the special. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Lord, all. Lord, Lord. Lord.
3: Somebody will have to uh get one of the Photoshop out and make a diadem for Keza that we can put right on her head. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, (laughs) oh no!
6: Gen two.
5: (laughs) I'm looking. (laughs)
6: looking? I missed it. What?
3: Nothing, Kaza.
5: Nothing. (laughs) uh, What a time for me to. Can I have? Okay,
6: I have something in my notes that really bugged me. I know we were saying earlier about how she needs a better Brit picker. She said (laughs) Scotland had its own prime minister. Oh, what? Her Ministry of Magic. She said. In the newspaper article about the things that were stolen, she said the Minister of Magic of Scotland, England, and I think it was, like, France or something, were having, like, talks. Yes,
5: yeah. I'm like, no, Uh, no. Scotland is the same as the Minister for the England. It's called the UK, the United Kingdom. This right. is a geography lesson. England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland constitute the United Kingdom and are under one monarch and one prime minister in all their little politically things that I don't get. So, you cannot say that Scotland has its own minister. Not true. Thank
2: you. Well, <laughs> you can't say that someone's walking around in a robe either.
5: What do you mean? Well, walking around and- in Robe. It was the very first
2: chapter. That's what I noticed about the Brit picking right off the but
5: off don't, the you bat. Don't know robes is, it's wear robes? What do you talk about?
2: No, I'm talking about like a robe, like over your nightgown,
6: like a dressing, a dressing gown. gown, a dressing gown. I would even yeah. say that the thing that Scotland has its own Minister of Magic. Like you can say that they're wearing bathrobes and that they are putting things in the trunks of their cars, and that's just stupid. But the <laughs> saying that Scotland has its own Minister of Magic just proves that's just wrong. Like. It's a right
2: It's the second sentence of the fic. Mrs. Weasley's shrill voice pierced the late morning air as she stepped into the backyard
5: wearing a robe and a nightgown. You know what I hate even worse? When they say dressing robe. I just call yeah. it a dressing gown. It's a dressing mm-hmm. gown. We don't need to have dressing robe. Dressing
6: robes. gown sounds like some fancy thing. Like
5: No, that's what they're called, man. Dressing gown.
6: Is, is that such a thing? Yeah, mm-hmm. a dressing gown. Yeah,
5: it's a, not bath a bathrobe. Robe. D- a bathrobe is a dressing, dressing gown. I thought it was... Oh. Different terms. Well, actually...
6: Thinking. Dressing robe. Dressing robe. No, is it.
5: What's a dressing robe? A dressing robe is... I've seen some fanfic authors put that in instead of dressing gown that, to make it sound more wizardy. So what I'm saying
6: is a dressing, a dressing gown robe is, sounds like something fancy thing that like you know the lady would get out of bed and she would be dressed by her maids and she would be wearing a dressing dress robe
5: too close to dress robes so which is the same as you know formal wear dress you know your dress stuff but the thing that bathrobes and dressing gowns, a uh, bathrobe would usually be like you know terry toweling, like for when you get out of the shower, yeah. Mm-hmm. But a dressing gown is is the one that you wear over your nighting or your pajamas to keep you warm. It's not terry toweling necessarily. It might be fleece or or um, something like that.
3: Yeah, but I think primarily any. It's yeah, dark. but but even like a we use a bath, even you know sometimes like if you get a, a night gown, like a peignoir set, you still call the yeah. the, the Robe part of it. Maybe not bat. You'll still call it a robe. It's just what you call it.
5: Negligé.
6: See, that's different. Yeah, but that's the nightgown
3: different. part. Yeah. I mean, the, the, yeah
6: a negligé is a nightgown. I thought the
5: negligé was the bit that goes over the top of the nightgown.
6: No. A negligé is got the like... the night
5: underneath and the negligé. Well, that's French anyway, so who cares? <laughs>
6: We're sorry. Okay, break. so. No, my question is, like, what is the kind of thing, like um, like a silk kind of thing? A silk kind of dressing gown thing. A smoking jacket, do you mean? No. Silk dressing gown. He, what do boxers wear when they're about to go box? Dressing gown. Okay. I Are think. you thinking of a <laughs> peignoir? I don't know what that is.
2: Um, um, I'm probably saying it wrong.
3: That's Penoir, strange. I think it's called. but peignore.
2: Penoir. It's, 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 oh,
3: I, I blah, think blah, a, a robe is kind of a general bad? term, even that, whether it's the silky, satiny one that'll go with the peignoir. That or a yeah. terry cloth. It's just a, a rule. They're, they're, they're all Whereas, of robe.
5: yeah. of have Yeah. No, I have a Winnie the Pooh dressing gown, bathroom, <laughs> slash bathroom to It was my first ever Mother's Day present and I got it with a Winnie the Pooh mug from the Disney shop and um, they closed down after that. We don't have them anymore. That's irrelevant, utterly irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just saying. I actually didn't pick up a lot of picky mistakes and normally I get very shirty when people get it wrong. And I didn't actually pick up a lot of them. I think I might be getting immune and I'm not noticing them anymore. You notice them. You might have just been aggravated with something else. I've been very aggravated lately. I was aggravated with Ron's hormones. It's like he's just one big hormone in this fic. I just <laughs> you turn it respect and turn around it's like gotta be oozy everywhere all over the castle. Hogwarts is gonna be covered in like Ron hormone slime because he's just been <laughs> like mo. <laughs> Every time he walks, he's been walking around the castle for months going, Hermione, Hermione, wherefore art thou Hermione? And he doesn't say that, that Shakespeare, and he doesn't even know who Shakespeare is. How do you get Shakespeare from Shakespeare? You know, I just think that's dumb for him to keep doing that, and you know, I can just,
2: yeah. I mean, and they, I mean, and they're so hormonal, it's just, you'd think that that's all they would get done is being locked in their four-poster with an imperturbable charm. Because they just wouldn't be able to think.
5: I'm surprised that Ron gets anything else done in this, to be quite honestly. (laughs) Because all he does is think about Hermione and mourn after Hermione and get jealous of everyone else who get closer to Hermione than him. And he thinks about her boobs and her legs. And I'm
6: just like... Can but that's for
3: for hormonal teenage boy, isn't that kind of normal?
6: I don't know. I've never beaten one. <laughs> Where's Ryan when we just, need him?
3: <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, we don't have any boys here. But it's like you mean we can. I mean, isn't see, that a guess, running joke about the stupidest things they can get turned on by when they're in school and they worry about that? I mean, I think that that's the way it works.
5: Because see, the thing is, in canon, and all we've got from Harry is his silly monster, in his chest, right? <laughs> Because I think Joe was trying to avoid writing this sort of thing where there are just like too many almost like obviously Harry was full of them in Half Blood Prince, <laughs> but she spared us the agony having I mean, to read about it. I'm not saying the Chess Monster was the perfect choice, but at least we didn't have to read. You know, oh Ginny,
6: all the time like. <laughs> well, he didn't have an erection. <laughs> you don't say that. She just didn't write about it.
5: A monster might
3: have had one. <laughs> I think the monster was one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ryan's going to frown on us now. He's going to have to put this in the extra section. <laughs>
5: Not really. We just spent, oh, how many, talking about the fact that you gave him his first one, <laughs> so, I think he knows what to expect from Melinda Leo. Eh?
2: <laughs> Okay, and speaking of Ron's hormones. Did anybody I just I just couldn't believe that he was in the moment, you know, with Hermione or right before the moment. You know, he goes off to see
5: Bill. Where? When was that? I don't remember.
3: He interrupted the moment to go see Bill just to make sure he was doing it right.
5: Well no, I don't think that (laughs) he I don't think he
2: interrupted the moment, but, you know, he's always going to Bill and asking him all of these really pointed sex questions. And I just never really saw Ron as, you know, confiding in Bill quite that much.
6: Well, I think Bill wasn't there.
3: Yeah, but I think that probably the fact that Bill was there and able to, you know, was a brother rather than a father. So I think maybe th- their relationship actually grew stronger than it was. Because it was Bill that he went to in Deathly Hollows when he ran off on Harry and Hermione.
2: Yeah, I think maybe I'm, well, he does it at least once before Chapter 21, but I might be jumping ahead of myself a little bit. What
5: does she do? I missed
3: it. Do you think Bill's contact Who is doesn't? Percy? Bill's got a contact for information, and they assume that it's Snape. But I'm wondering because we saw Percy at Christmas, and then he wasn't ever mentioned again. I'm wondering if, if Percy's involved in there somehow.
6: I always thought that oh. the contact was a Death Eater because it seemed like um, it seemed like it was more closer in with the Death Eater ranks. Hmm. I don't know. I
5: think I missed that part of the fic. There's a contact. <laughs> Whoops! I think I might have skimmed something. <laughs>
6: What does Bill have a contact for? When they keep talking through the whole thing about um stuff, <laughs> when they have a Stop meeting it. that's when they have a meeting that's um all the teachers and Harry and Ron and Hermione and Susan,
3: any of the Order like, to gets together. Bill always has some information.
6: Yeah. What if it's Fleur? Yeah, I've, oh, no. yeah, I thought it was Fleur. That's who I thought it was. Oh, say I'm not as dumb that as I now? sound. When when oh. I was reading it, I thought it was Fleur.
5: because he sleeps over her house, you know. A yeah, lot. <laughs> a lot. And
6: then he'd leave notes on her pillow
5: when he has to leave in the morning. He's done number four. Yeah.
2: (laughs)
6: <laughs>
2: we're just getting silly at this point
6: I'm very silly I think no, Ron he, is infecting he, us
5: with his hormones well it's like the hormones are bleeding out of the thick and all over my
4: bedroom <laughs> <laughs> <I've>
6: had- <laughs> Which that's, that's probably gonna go before the intro, Keza. The
5: name of the whole, bit, the whole F- episode.
3: F- F- <laughs> from leading into Keza's bedroom.
5: That <laughs> 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 is just where I happen me, alone, by myself, that makes it sound worse.
2: <laughs> you know, I just found something that made me laugh when um, I'm just rolling, scrolling through some of this stuff. Um, when Ron and Hermione are looking at the medical texts when he finally agrees that he's going to help her look so that it won't take so long. Instead of looking for the diseases, he gets caught up on liposuction. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Oh, Ron, he's such a got a lot
3: of though.
5: I don't think I've even got anything left to say about the actual fic. Uh, <laughs> Let me see. Let me check my notes. Maya well, this, the
3: the, the second next week, really, there'll be two sets of things to talk about: the sex and the the final confrontation there at the end. They're both pretty big for the rest of the story.
2: Yeah, because just yeah. leading right up to the where we cut for this episode, we're just finally starting to get to the the meat of the story. You know, we find out about the book and that Luna has it, and that's where we're stopping for for tonight. So we kind of it's it's kind of just these first few chapters are just
5: I think they just set similar. up they set up an intriguing plot. Because I would, I, at first, I, I found it hard to get into because I was just like, okay, hot chickamani, Ron's looking at her, Harry's sad, la da 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 da. And then by the time it got going, and I was like, and I want to know what's going to happen next. I want to know what's going to happen with the book. I want to know what's going to happen, like with Percy, or, you know, just all this stuff, how, how the things are going to progress with, with Harry learning the occlumency and, Stuff and, and what sort of confrontation there's going to be, how this disease stuff is going to play out, is worm tail going to turn up again? All those sorts of things now I want to know. Like I think it's it's taken a while to set up, but I think that it's set up something where I really want to know more. Yeah, if that makes definitely. sense? Like, it, yeah, it's good I think setup. It
6: started out slow. I mean, it started out with basically Ron hormones. <laughs> 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 Once you get into the last two chapters of tonight's Ended sweetie, with you get Ron's hormones. The- <laughs> More of the real plot. Yeah, like, at first it was just a bit
0: of uh,
3: of... <laughs> I just think of Kev's line about the little puzzles puddles of Ron's hormones all over Hogwarts. <laughs>
5: <laughs> 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 well, first it's a- Colors of Ron's hormones all over the burrow, and then Ron's hormones all over. And it's his jealousy, he's slapping everyone in the face all over the train. And every time he sees Eddie Carmichael, as you can see, just see his. I can, I've got this picture of this jealousy, big hands, you know, slapping out from Ron and like hitting everybody there. You
6: know, I am jealous of you. As you know, because Ron does have big hands and feet. <laughs>
3: Well, it's actually kind of telling because I think from the way he's acting he has a chess monster too. yeah but the the scene the,
2: the scene at the beginning when Eddie is mooning over Her- or Hermione in the in the great
5: hall and yeah.
2: uh, Ron has the banana in his hand.
7: <laughs>
5: and then later on something happens it's like Ron squashed another banana.
7: <laughs> I
5: thought that was pretty good actually because I do exactly. You know, because you get it from the first one, and the author doesn't have to say so much the next time. She just has to say that he squashed another one, and you know exactly what he's feeling like. You don't have to waste words on it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's like, now, now I'm going to, you know, every time I see Ron with a banana, I'm just going to start laughing.
2: <laughs> well, he should be glad it's just the banana in his hand that he's squashing, not something else.
6: <laughs> well, then something else would be all over Hogwarts in addition to his
3: <laughs> Ron doesn't know his own strength. This is compelling
2: podcasting.
5: I'm just thinking it would be a bit of a worry if he was doing that in the Great Hall, wouldn't you (laughs) say? I'm glad he's only holding a banana.
6: (laughs) Well, they have (laughs) robes. I think it's pretty obvious, even with the ropes. You never know. <laughs> It could be under the timeline, I swear. Jared, <laughs> far enough. That would open Then, too, have asthma medication. It's <laughs> <laughs> yes, Taylor too.
2: <laughs> I'm going to have to get out Elizabeth's nebulizer. <laughs>
3: my goodness, what has this podcast degenerated into?
2: <laughs> oh, I have tears dripping down my face. <laughs>
3: I
5: was going to say, you realize, am i am going to get teased mercilessly for this? <laughs> it's,
2: it's Ryan's fault. He took a vacation.
6: <laughs> He's he- I mean, come on.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 his fic. If he wanted to steer the ship, he should have been here. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. So, is there anything you know else about the fic that we feel compelled to talk about no,
5: because tonight? That's the main thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna. These subsequent podcasts are going to be really difficult. <laughs> I'm
5: trying to center myself. I think. That initially, if I may be sensible for a moment, that I feel that initially I thought that Hermione was going to be super hot chick Hermione with superb um, magical skill and that she would therefore be like a goddess in all manner of things, including those activities of a sexual nature. I was happy to discover that, in fact, she drops the act and becomes the Hermione that we all know and love, even if she does have an unnatural fascination with Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> well said. I and I enjoy that part of the fic that I enjoy the characterization of Hermione and I feel that most of the time it fits with canon and my own expectations. I cannot say the same for Ron, although I am not surprised that he is indeed a very sexual being. (laughs) Took all my energy to be <laughs> sensible.
2: You said you were. You said you were centered Well,
6: I think oh, so I think
3: attracted by Ron's sense. really big shoes.
6: <laughs> really big shoes to fit his really big feet.
3: Do you, do, does <laughs> that, anybody?
6: Ha,
2: has anyone ever wondered exactly what shoe size Ron wears? <laughs> <laughs>
6: He doesn't I'm, sure I'm sure it's XXX. X, X, <laughs> large. <laughs>
2: I'm sure he has to get a special Quidditch
6: <laughs> This is a
2: special order of Quidditch equipment. <laughs> gloves, right? He needs to
3: find gloves that can fit. Yeah.
6: yeah. And he needs to find That's- something to protect his banana.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You cannot do that. I have to pee so fast.
6: I have to pee so fast. I can't oh, understand what say saying.
0: I
3: can just hear her crying it was over being
6: sensible. Bad in the great hall, at least <laughs> not in the air.
2: I think we lost complete control of this
5: <laughs> <laughs> I gave you my of the fic. I feel that you should reciprocate. <laughs> All
6: right, I was also glad that it didn't become one of these super makeover Hermione fix. I was glad that she went back to her normal self. um that being said, I'm kind of confused as to why there was initially <laughs> this like tan bikini Hermione if that was gonna go away, but and it was um, just a
5: tick of a whole month. <laughs>
6: uh, I think I it was think just... All, so that Ron just... could,
5: like, get slapped in the face with it because otherwise he would have just seen her as the same Hermione. And I think it takes that for him to realize it. And then it still takes the whole fic for him to realize, it, but he needs something different to, like, make it in his brain. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, like, I like the
3: scene where Ron finally realized what was going on himself and, oh. you know, just kind of like a dope smack, like what they've been saying is true all along.
5: Yeah. And you know the bit I love the best? I actually love the best where they kissed, like, just before she went home for Christmas. I was like, oh, it finally happened. And I just love the way it was written and everything. I was just like, it wasn't cheesy or anything for me. I felt it was like, I've been waiting for this moment for chapters and chapters and chapters. And I felt like I lived up to yeah, so I you know- that. It's I'm not. The, there
3: it, I'm not the biggest Ron Hermione shipper. There, I always thought they'd be together, but I'm not usually all that blown away by them. But in that scene at the end of the Christmas, I was really disappointed that she left there. I was like, no, no, not yeah. yet. I'll finally, now, yeah, yeah was, I wanted yeah, more. Yeah,
6: I think I was. Can I just say, related to that scene, I was kind of confused why her father came to get her.
5: Yeah, I thought that was a bit that was odd a but- different. I think that was just to create that scene at the end where they sort of left each other awkwardly because it left him lingering over the break, the Christmas break a bit unsure and it was, un- he was then unsure when she got back. So I think part yeah. of that was a plot device so that he would have that lingering, um, unsurety sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Although I thought it was weird that he came to get her. Maybe it's cause it was different, um, they didn't go on the train or something. Because she stayed there longer. I don't know. I thought it was a bit odd. I thought it was a bit contrived for that, but I think it worked in the end because it set up that scene. Yeah, because it was so,
2: it was so, I mean. The the scene was so sweet.
5: Yeah, and it was cut off abruptly, and it left you know it would leave you feeling a bit shell shocked, and then you'd have the break to think about it. Because I I don't think they
2: would have they wouldn't have been so embarrassed, you know, if it was just McGonagall or Dumbledore or Or someone else walking in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it needed to be her dad, even though it doesn't really work well. I think it needed to be her father because it just made it all that more intense for the
5: two of them, knowing that he walked in. Yeah. Were you still summing up here? You're in the middle of a sentence when I abruptly and rudely cut you off. I (laughs) (laughs) I don't know Um, what I'm saying.
6: (laughs) Besides that, um, I like Melinda. I think my like Melinda said. I don't usually really get into Ron Hermione, but I really got into it here. I thought I was really rooting for them. I was really felt really satisfied when they finally got together, and I really enjoyed the the relationship in this fic. And I did also like how Hermione's not that confident in the relationship as Ron is.
5: Do you think... Even though she's the one that pulls him into the classroom and gets in detention.
3: <laughs> and then giggles about it. Do you uh, think it's the fact, P.S., if, if you're like me and you're not super, super Ron Hermione, do you think it's the fact that it's Ron's point of view that makes this one different? Because i found the same way. I, I'm not usually the one really... You know, I never hate them, but I'm never all that interested either. But this one, I've definitely been more.
6: Yeah, it could be that because it's like... It puts you more in the mindset of it than it does when it's from Harry's perspective, and it's just kind of secondary.
5: So from Harry's perspective, it's like, oh look, Ron and Hermione—they aren't admitting that they love each other. Gee, that's annoying. Oh, finally they've kissed. Oh, good. Now they'll stop being a pain. You know, that's not nearly as exciting as Ron's hormonal like frenzy. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I really. That helps. Sorry. Yeah, I don't read. I don't
2: read a lot of Ron and Hermione either, and I think. Just... Through the whole story, I think it's kind of refreshing to see how things happen through his eyes.
3: Yeah, I I enjoy that, too. And I liked Harry's line later after they got back at Christmas. It was something like, oh, for God's sakes, I think I like you two better when you weren't snogging all the time. And I thought uh, that that seemed very Harry to me. I thought that was very funny.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't think I can really say anything else about the fic to sum up that hasn't already been said because I agreed with both of you.
6: Oh, good. Yay.
2: All right. Yay. I think we have a wrap.
5: We're on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> Two sides of it. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, if it wasn't
3: for Susan, I'd be. I, I, I'd. Be, th- this one would definitely be way high up there on one of my faves. I, I, I like a lot, except her.
6: Oh, you're so prejudiced against Susan.
3: I
5: am. <laughs> just keep reading.
6: Well, well, we'll be too. yes. We'll see. Next week. Next week. It all goes week. down. We'll find I'm out. Are you a Susanite or are you are you, an or are you are you an anti Susanite or are you pro Susan?
5: I just said a pay cast. I'm acting like I'm on pay cast. I don't, I
3: don't <laughs> Well, it's kind of like the peons have taken over tonight, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it
5: was. It was because I, mean, I think that's. Jen and issues.
3: Ryan and Jean none of them are here, so
5: no. And <laughs> we have the first, second base. <laughs> <me. laughs> oh, but see, the difference is we're not peons anymore. That's right. right. We had let us upstairs usurped
2: the position, mm-hmm. and you know what? We had-, we had a very on-topic podcast tonight
3: too. For the most part. <laughs> For the most part. Although I guess we got the formal, we're on topic tonight, but that even that was okay. It, it, it's uh, still it's still relevant. It's still
2: relevant.
6: But there was a banana in the feet. Yeah, there's yeah, a banana in the yeah. yeah.
2: Several <laughs> of them.
6: They should grow a tree. We talked about a whole bushel of bananas. I really wish I could say it banana. I think that sounds so, so much cooler. <laughs> okay. What, like banana? Yeah. <laughs> a, whole <laughs> bushel, a whole bushel of bananas. A bushel
5: of bananas. <laughs> I've got, um, what's that? What's that song? Um, the song. The song. What's the banana song? They come in, they wanna go home. Come home, come, Mister Tallyman, tally me bananas. <laughs> <laughs> they like come in, wanna go home. is an appropriate song to end this eight, with. Four, there you five. go.
6: Well, what are we reading next week?
5: A lot of fiction, please, not from on cast. Think we're what else are we reading? The
3: rest of this fic.
2: We're reading the are rest we? of this fic, and I believe oh, it goes to through know. chapter. Does it go through chapter twelve? I think it's
3: just the end of this one, and then following week you start the final reckoning.
2: Let's
6: double check.
2: No, I think it goes into the first few chapters of the second fic for the next podcast. But P.S. can look real quick.
6: I am looking real quick. Day old Dayo
5: daylight. Come
6: ban of Morgan Next company. week, oh gosh, yeah. next week appropriately yeah. enough, for episode 69.
0: <laughs> 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 and have that I, night. Good night, everybody. <laughs> good night. <laughs> so
1: hold on to the wonder that
6: those books brought to our lives.
3: Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good
5: night.
4: Hey, everyone. It's Shoshana or Loony Loopy Luna on the forums. Um, Sue told me to send in my thoughts on the book of Morgan Lee Fay. And because I would never disagree with Professor Sue, I will do so. I would like to start off with the fact that I do not like Ron's point of view pretty much ever. It bugs me. It just, oh, good. I just don't like it. it. I just can't read from his point of view. It's not that I don't like him. I just find it awkward to read from his point of view, I'm, and it's not just Ron, it's any character, I mean Hermione, Neville, I can do Luna and Ginny, but that's because I just feel like I know Luna and because I write from Ginny's point of view, so I guess it's just a bit more natural, but pretty much anyone else, I do not like it, but for some weird reason, in this fic, it made my eyebrows raise not as much as normal, you know, they may usually raise up to my hairline, Now, maybe they just went up a couple of centimeters or so. In a way, I actually feel like we got a more complete kind of coverage of the story, because when it's from Harry's point of view, you just see what he's thinking. And, well, Harry doesn't really... He's not all that great at figuring out the emotions of others. And I'm not saying that Ron is, but from his point of view, I feel like you got to see more of a rounded picture of everything, because... I mean, in canon, I was waiting for the thing with, like, the brain attacking Ron to come up, and the spell that hit Hermione to come up, but it just never happened. And in this, it did, and it didn't seem awkward. It just seemed like it fit right in, like it was supposed to happen. And I think that's probably because, even if it was happening during the sixth book in canon, Harry really wasn't picking up much on it, so we didn't find out. And with Ron telling the story, we got what Hermione was feeling, what Ron was thinking, and also what Harry was feeling. I mean, it just really gave it a really complete feel, I think. Something else that I really liked in this fic was the whole thing with Hermione and Shakespeare and Ron not knowing what Shakespeare was. Because in the quote-unquote muggle world, everyone knows about Shakespeare. Everyone, well, most people at some point have read something by Shakespeare and then Ron, and probably most of the Wizarding World, has no idea what it is. However, they do know about Babbity Rabbity and all those things that Hermione has never heard of. So it's kind of interesting to see the two cultures fusing, because the Muggle World and the Wizarding World have two very distinct cultures. And then when they come together like this, it could really make a difference, because now Ron may teach Shakespeare and stuff to his kids. Then again, Ron's kids are also Hermione's kids, so that's kind of irrelevant, but I think you get my point. Because I kind of started going into romance there, I guess I will mention Harry and Susan. What is up with that? There was nothing foreshadowing that. It was just a fix started, and all of a sudden, it was Harry and Susan. I mean, it could have been Pravati or something. I mean, someone he at least had talked to. I mean, Susan, I mean, you know how Harry is. He doesn't even know half of his classmates' names, it seems, most of the time. I mean, Susan, they don't even know each other. Nothing against Hufflepuffs, but he doesn't spend that much time with them. So why would he start dating one that he barely knows? It really, really bothered me. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Susan, but just the pairing does not work at all. I've heard a lot of complaints about how in every story, you know, one person has a nightmare, and then another person comforts them, and just all cliche and happy, and they don't like that. Maybe I'm just sadistic or something, but I really like those scenes. It just really, like, I don't know really why exactly, but I just feel like it's at those times when people really come out to each other, and I feel that when Ron was comforting Hermione and Hermione was comforting Ron and everything, it was just kind of a moment that they were able to share, and it was just really wonderful, and I feel that way in every fic. And maybe that's also because I tend to write scenes like that. But anyways, moving on. Also, Run and Hermione fight a lot, and I was really, really happy to see that. I know it's weird to like people fighting, but you know what? Relationships aren't all happy. I mean, I love my brother, but we fight all the time. I mean, he pins me to the ground just because he's annoyed with someone else. I mean, people fight just as a part of a relationship, and in the books, we, like, the canon, we don't see nearly enough of that. I mean, yes, there was the one little thing in Deathly Hallows, but maybe not so little, but when Ron left and all, but, I mean, besides from that, pretty much, you know, they get along. Yes, they may fight just for a couple minutes, but there's nothing major. And I, I like the fights in this, and I think that they're really well done. And both Ron and Hermione's saying character, and it just worked out really well. Another cliche that a lot of people complain about is the whole thing in Hogsmeade, how whenever anyone goes to Hogsmeade, they get attacked. I mean, it happens in Melinda's stuff, it happens in pretty much everything else I've read, in Solstice, in pretty much everything. They go to Hogsmaid, they get attacked. But hey, I'm morbid, I like it. Yes, it may be cliche, but as long as the author does it in a way that it's different, and it's not just saying the same thing over and over again, then I'm completely fine with it. I mean... The author for this one just really made a difference, so because of that I just didn't mind it at all. I also really like how the story's kind of centered around in the book of Morgan Le Fay, because in a way it kind of reminds me of the Sorcerer's or Philosopher's Stone, because yes, the object is what they are trying to get to, but the it's not about the object. It's about how they get to the object, and how they keep the other side from getting the object first. It's not exactly about the object. I mean... It's not like it's a piece of magical tinsel or something that, you know, is useless. It's a good plot device, and therefore I don't mind it. Yes, it's a bit odd, but I kind of got accustomed to it really quickly. It took me a second, but it was, I mean, just like anything, right? When you find out what the Deathly Hallows were, for example. It took me a minute to kind of say, okay, that's weird, but it works. It's the same kind of thing, and this really works. Okay, so Bill was Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. I feel so bad for Ron and Ginny. My mother is a teacher. Well, she used to teach kindergarten, but now she's just a substitute teacher. And um, this one time, maybe two or three years ago, there was this kid in my class who was mentally challenged, but not enough so to be in a mentally challenged class. So, and he was really smart, he just needed help with something. So, he was in my classes, and he had a helper who went to the classes and helped him out and all. For three days in a row, that helper was gone, and my mother filled in. My mother was in every single one of my classes for three days straight. It was awful. I mean, yes, having your brother there isn't quite as bad because your brother... Yes, I mean, Bill can give detentions, but a mother would definitely treat someone much differently than a brother. A brother may, you know, playfully yell at you and give you detention or whatever, but a mother would be the one that actually gets really mad. So, it's better that way, but still, just having a family member there, I just feel so bad for them. And I actually think that both... Jenny and Ron got over it way too quickly, and they just kind of went along with it way too fast, and there really should have been more with that. But, I mean, the rest was so good that I really can't complain, but if I would change anything about it, I would, besides from the whole thing with Susan and all, I would probably make there be more drama between um, Ron and Jenny and Bell and that whole deal. Also, I don't want to go further than the first half of the story, so I'll just end by saying that there was a lot of great foreshadowing. And you can ask Sue, I was talking to her pretty much the whole time I was reading this thing on Skype, and I made some good predictions, and that's a good thing, because I made some bad ones, and I made some right ones. But they made me think, and they were all foreshadowed really well, and I just really enjoyed guessing. I mean... When I'm writing a fic, I usually just kind of take it for what it is and don't really guess about what's going to happen next, but I found myself doing that a lot in this one, so that's a really good thing. Well, I guess that's all I have for now, so I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.
0: Hi, everyone. This is June from the forums. Um, I really, really, really love the fic, The Book of Morgan Le Fay, and that's pretty cool because I'm really not that much of a Ron Hermione shipper. I really love these chapters, and I just have a few things to say about them. First of all, I love in the beginning how Ron's reacting to seeing Hermione for the first time during the summer. And it's really funny, like, <laughs> seeing how he behaves, reacting to how much she's changed and everything. I like the little twinges of jealousy that he feels when she, like, laughs at Harry or something. I love the idea that Lavender Brown uses when she gives him the visions left over from the brain in the ministry. And I also like how you see the lasting X from Dollahov's. Curse against Hermione from the Department of Mysteries. I don't think we really saw much of that in the actual game. I made notes in everything, but I lost half of them, which is why this sounds really, really disjointed. I also love when they enter Hogwarts how Ron reacts to Eddie Carmichael, who I really, really, really don't like. Like, he's one of those characters that you just, like, love to hate. I love interactions between Eddie and Hermione and ron and then i love how ron wins in the end (laughs) and i love ron and hermione's first kiss and how it's interrupted by hermione's dad because it seems so realistic like it's not totally perfect even though it is amazing i love how McGonagall seems to notice something when ron and hermione like rush down the stairs (laughs) about the harry susan relationship i'm not really sure how i feel about that I guess it's okay, because Susan doesn't seem like a bad character. I just don't really feel very much towards her. But I really don't like how her, how Harry tells Susan the prophecy before even telling, like, Ron and Hermione, his best friends, that he's known for so long, a lot longer than he's known Susan. And that just irritated me a little. I kind of like how Bill, like, becomes the defense against the dark arts professor and i like how he and ron have those talks and how like ron starts babbling when he talks about her which i thought was really sweet that's about it all that i have to, to say i can't wait to hear this episode and i'm sure that it'll be really great
4: bye